All right. What's going on, everybody? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like a DJ. Mix it. No, that's it. You you can knock that off. (laughs) Yeah, I'm knocking that off. (laughs) What's up? Uh, Hey, Joe's already here. (laughs) Hey, Joe. Cool echo. Hopefully, I got rid of the echo. I should. That should be gone. Let me know, Joe. Let us know, Joe, if the echo is gone now. After my sad little fader mixer thing I was trying to do. It wasn't sad. It was awesome. He was trying to be cool. It was. It failed. No, no, no. I, (laughs) I liked it personally. I'm just warning everybody. Okay, this one here to my right. This one? No, 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 no. My immediate right. The monkey in the middle here. <laughs> the saucy minx. She is in quite, quite a mood today. So, I, I don't know what we're going to have on our hands. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? This is Geeking Poetic Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Larry Roberts, and... Uh, the uh, saucy assassin over here <laughs> <laughs> in the middle is none other than Megan Guess. And then down at the end, he is certainly not last nor least. He hey, is. Is Mavalukas. Yes. I almost said, it's your boy, but I'm far too old to be using terms like that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, doing this, doing this whole particular episode is going to make us all feel pretty old because uh we chose for this episode of geek minds rewind we chose 1993 1993 so in this year i was i was rolling out of my junior year of high school into my senior year this was this was a cool year for me i I, there's a lot of cool stuff that was going on i'm excited to talk about this one yeah there's uh i'm trying to think (laughs) 93 Uh oh man i was well out of high school by that point um i was not yeah, I was in my twenties at that point, so I'm 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 fucking old. I was getting ready to do this, and I was fixing my hair and stuff. You know, <laughs> I was yeah, you know, I fix. I, people come and they touch it, and I try to fix my hair, and they keep touching it. Sorry, I got a little Travolta on you. That's getting yeah, that was, real old. Yeah, was... But I noticed even more grays are popping up in this head. I'm like, yeah. oh man, I'm gonna be dying this shit soon. No, I said, I'm I'm embracing my gray. I'm gonna get my you salt are. and pepper on, and I'm. I, I was I'm looking at your sideburns. You, you have a nice yeah, salt yeah, pepper there. In, yeah, it's totally in the sideburns. <laughs> yeah, yeah but but see, with your with you, your, it works in your hair color. <laughs> thank you. Well, I, but and with your hairstyle, I feel like it it'll look kind of cool. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm just gonna turn into fucking Gandalf. <laughs> you say that like it's a bad thing. Well, yeah, I mean, no, it's gonna be awesome. You know, if I'm not like falling down, <laughs> you're gonna be in the neighborhood, neighborhood of the kids, and you'll put down your sticks. And you shall not pass. Exactly, right. falling down ravines, fighting dragons till I become Gandalf the White, and mm-hmm. yeah, I am a I geek. I was turning a whopping <laughs> 13 years old this this year. 13. I was very excited to finally be a proper teenager. Nice, nice. So you were 13. You were what about 16? I was like yeah, 16, 17, 17ish. Like yeah. Okay, yeah. and I was twenty. All right, so that's like a pretty good little gap for yeah. each one of us. Different different perspectives on nineteen ninety three. You do have gorgeous Thor hair there. <laughs> I read some of the comments. Yeah, thank you, Carrie Ann. That's that's awesome. I can't even read that. Oh, that's Carrie B. Okay, Carrie B. Yep, it's Carrie B. <laughs> I can't. Carrie B. This I put because we were trying to fit this in. We're trying a little different angle. I had to put the computer screen. Yeah, they're like way back, back there know, because like, we're I'm so old. Like, yeah, yeah, I was like, I'm like, it, yeah, I'm say? even further back. So, and I'm not, you know, you know. Spoiler alert: Larry wears glasses. Larry does not wear glasses on stage or when he's on the podcast because 
I'm a dork. Just because. Yeah. <laughs> You're not vain, are you? Well, you know, no, you know what? I need, I would love to have just like a nice pair of glasses. Like my glasses that I have right now, they're so beat up and they're all crooked and they slide off all the time. I actually tried wearing my glasses at my gig uh, this past weekend. And first song, I, I literally looked like somebody came up and like kicked me in the head or something because the glasses were, were totally like crooked and tilted and I'm trying to sing and play. And I was just like, God damn it. Why did I leave these things on? Because <laughs> my eyes were bothering me that day. I was like, I'm just going to leave them on. Who cares? I don't yeah. care what anybody thinks. You know, it's fine. If good enough for Elvis Costello, it's good enough for me. Right. Rock and roll, man. And uh, no, those glasses. <laughs> I need new glasses really bad. So anyway, I'll hook, I'll, I'll hook you with my guy. Like I've got like 18 pair. Like I've yeah. got one you have a pair for, for like every occasion. I do. do. I do specifically because I'm like, if I'm going to wear glasses, I'm going to accessorize. I'm yeah. going to be that bitch. I'm yeah. I, well, I'm, I'm, I agree with you. I'm the, I'm the same mentality with that. And uh, yeah, I may be talking to you about that. But anyway, so I'm going to be counting but you know on. you should be talking about. Yeah. I was just going to say, I'm going to be counting on. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. I'm going to count on you guys to read the screen for me today because it's, it's all garbledy gook. I see Joe. Joe was 12 in 1993. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so close, He's close to Meg. Yeah. Yeah, sixth grade, he says. Carrie okay. B was also... Uh, also? Okay. Was 13. Yeah. Nice. All right, yeah, we'd love to hear from everybody that joins us in here. Let us know... If you're comfortable if enough you're hearing com- that personality okay. information. With <laughs> yeah, if you're comfortable with sharing that. Even you, you could give us a ballpark. You yeah. could say, like, I was a teenager or whatever, you know. You were eight? Eight. Carrie, you were eight? No way. Oh, wow. What? Okay. Well, that'll Whoa. be an interesting perspective then when we talk about certain things. Like and if we... Luke chimes in, I think he was 54 back in 1993. <laughs> so much for help on your car. Oh, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's just going to say. And you're on your own. <laughs> Damn my hubris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. But yeah, uh, what do you want? Let's, I was thinking, do you want to do, let's do movies first. Okay. Let's let's dive right. in with movies and right, stuff. Let's do it. News stuff. I don't know. I feel like news stuff. A lot of that's just going to be kind of <laughs> probably grim, and we're going to try to keep it more like I, pop culture. Well, yeah, I was going to say yeah. let's start off with this. We know a lot of shit happened in 1993. A lot of bad shit. A, a lot, lot of people shit. died. Yeah. We know about Waco. We know about Bobbitt. Mm-hmm. Clinton's taking over. We know about all that shit. We're not going to. We're not going to get that. into politics and yeah. stuff like that. It's a that. pop culture show. We exactly. don't even talk about exactly. exactly. So we're going to talk about the fun stuff. We are, and you know, Carrie B already has. Uh, oh, it's up there. What's what? that? What does it say? Sandlot. Sandlot. Really? Uh, was that ninety three? Was that? Did I miss that? I don't know. Hold on. I got to double check <laughs> Matt's that. All right, Google it. it. Yeah. All right. While you're googling it, I'm going to go with the. Uh, we got to do. I've got the the fancy bumpers for this one. So here we go. So first of all, Carrie, I, I apologize that I even second guessed right. you. You were you were right, and I didn't even have that on my list. And it's one of my favorite movies. The, oh, so a lot for me. A lot of the movies that came out in '93 have such quotable lines to them, and Sandlot being one of them. Oh, like yeah, you know, absolutely. you're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> like that to me. Like I use that at least once a week in something, and it's it's awesome. 
I have only seen that movie one time. Oh my gosh! One time back for, in the nineties. For a kid like me, like I, I don't, I don't follow sports. I could not catch a ball if it had glue on it. Like I am, <laughs> I'm horrible, horrible with sports. Um, but some of my movies that are actually part of this list right here are actually a little, you know a couple of sports movies here and there's here and there's here and there's. I'll tell you what. Here's and there's. But Sandlot was one of those. That was such a good like coming of age movie. And I, the thing I liked about the Sandlot is. Uh, you know, he uses his dad's ball, the Babe Ruth signed ball, but he right. has no idea who Babe Ruth is. Like he's just right. out playing ball with his friends. It's like it's not it's not to sports about him. It's it's about the camaraderie of it. And Sandlot, that's a great way to kick off this 1993 retrospective with movies. Well, it's also typical of kids because you can ask my parents, and there was all kinds of things that I ruined of theirs that had like sentimental value to them, and I was just like, yeah, what's this? Whatever, it's mine now. <laughs> ruined it. Yeah. And, oh, my mom still gets mad at me Wait, about Joe, shit. I, Joe, did you start the chat with? Yeah, with what did he say? Beginning. We we'd have to scroll up to find it. In our arms aren't that long. Betsy Ruth. Oh, baby, baby Ruth. Ruth. Betsy Ruth. Betsy, I can't fucking Betsy see that. It's good to know I can rely on you, Meg. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're gonna get there. We're gonna. Yeah, get to we're that gonna one. get to that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Speaking of that stuff, I was so kind. I was trying to clean my mom's jewelry. Oh no. Nice jewelry. I flushed it. I thought it was going to come back up. <laughs> I flushed all her jewelry. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you serious? I'm serious. Oh, yes, funny. I did. And you have the nerve to get mad at her about the, <laughs> the about the blue jean skirt that she threw away? I know. She did it in retaliation. I know she did. I, I, yeah. I don't blame her. Man. Eating all my red candies. Yeah. Tang in my cereal. Yeah. I, it all makes sense now, actually. Yeah. It really does. Because I think if you flushed my jewelry... <laughs> I'd probably be like, all your shit is toast, Meg. <laughs> it's all going on fire. Um, I know, looking at our lists and stuff, because we actually made lists, we tried to we be did. semi-prepared this time. <laughs> uh, one of the movies, that, and it's right at the top, it seems like, whether it's intentional or not, of all three of our lists, and I mean, it's it's probably the top movie from 93, is Jurassic Park. It is the top number one movie from 93. Yeah, exactly. The top, the He's top got the, number one movie. That The top number the one top number first. One it's the first. top number one first movie. It is. Of 1993. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Must go faster. Must go faster. That, that movie is fucking amazing. And it's timely that we're talking about it because they're coming out with- The new one comes June out, doesn't 10th. it? Yeah. yeah. June 10th. We should really go see that. We should. We should live stream it. I mean, not <laughs> like that because that would be piracy, Illegal, but like, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here. Oh, you're yeah. under arrest. Yeah, we should go do like our old school. We'll go see it and then we'll go live after we get out. And Sweet, let's do it. Talk about it. Let's do we it. We should do we it. Haven't done it in a long time. Okay, so what was awesome about Jurassic Park? Everything. The dinosaurs. Oh, yeah, yeah, everything. <laughs> everything, yes. Everything. Um, it was it was just so groundbreaking. I mean, the the effects that they used in that movie were so for its time, and actually, I say for its time, but even now, so realistic. I mean, man, they it looks so good. You watch Jurassic Park from 93 now. It's aged well. And you go, yeah. damn, that looks really good. And you can't say that. There are other movies of its kind that came out 10 years later that look dated and terrible now. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever they did, they did it right. Cast perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love the cast. Uh, there's another uh, talk about a quotable movie. Absolutely. So many fucking uh-huh. quotes in that one. Um, Meg, I don't know what you're looking at. See, nobody I'm cares. pulling up the thing so I can actually read what this says. <laughs> oh. She's pulling it up on her phone because she can't read across the room. Man. Oh, man. Alex is here. Hi. Uh, hey, Alex. Alex has joined <laughs> yeah. us in the. 
No, yeah. like, and, and even like, okay, so Jurassic Park, groundbreaking film for what it was. Uh, excellent storytelling. I mean, it was Michael Crichton gave them a, a fantastic basis to work with. I love, I've read almost all of his books. And this one translated pretty well for the most part. I mean, there are some minor changes that kind of happened throughout, and there are things that um, that they saved for like the second and third movies from the original book. But it was very true to what the book was, and uh, um, it, it was just awesome. But at the same time, what was I just going to say about it? Um, <laughs> oh, one of the things that I like, it, it's, very, it's very memeable, too. I mean, like, you've got oh, yeah. Ned <laughs> with the, you know, when he's talking to so-and-so, and he shouts it, and he's like, see, nobody cares. Like, right. that's one of the bigger memes. I love that, like, Phil Tippett, the dinosaur supervisor, is still yes. getting shit years and years and years later that, Phil, all you had to do is mine the dinosaurs and this wouldn't have happened. And <laughs> yeah, Phil Tippett, fucking guy. <laughs> Phil Tippett was also the Rancor in Return of the Jedi. Was he now? Yeah, he was in the Rancor suit. The more you know. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> and that's one to grow on. Boo -doo 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 -doo. <laughs> all right. Anyway, Meg. I mean, I know you've talked plenty about Jurassic Park on this program before, but you, like I said, you put it on the top of your list, too. Would well, you I say just put it because this is number one, but it's an amazing movie. We had such a good time making our spoofs of it. If you guys haven't watched those. <laughs> those are so funny. Oh, well, you had particularly good time. Matt, if you haven't watched it, you'll love it. <laughs> you'll love Uh-huh. You'll love it because. I'm just putting at him and I kept missing and I kept leaning in his hair. We did a scene where it's supposed to be me digging through from Jurassic Park 3 where I'm supposed to be digging through the dinosaur or she's digging through the dinosaur poop rather to get the cell phone out and uh, she being ends up being a smart ass. Yeah. And I'm being a smart ass to her. And so she throws a bunch of dinosaur poop at me, which was actually just like a, a bunch of chocolate pudding. But I'm like, Meg, you're going to have to get it right the first time because... <laughs> You know, once it hits me, like she didn't. She threw it like what four times, three Something times. Like that. Yeah, and yeah. I, we eventually gave up. I just smeared it down his face, but it was amazing. The process was amazing. The process. We have all the outtakes. One day I will put that together for everybody. I would very much like to see that. It's amazing. Oh, I'm I sure you would. You're, you're I'm sure lie. you would, you motherfucker. <laughs> but we had a lot of fun with that. They're fun, amazing movies. Like you said, they're quotable. You got the Ian. Right where he's like all laid back. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's a great cast, great story. I mean, what? It's just great. Everything about it is great. Now I have to make a confession because I'm looking at our lists here for these movies, and I have to confess that most of these movies I've never seen. I've never seen The Firm. I've never seen Sleepless in Seattle. What? I've never seen Indecent Proposal. I haven't either. I've never seen In the Line of Fire. I've never seen The Pelican Brief. And probably the biggest crime of them all, I've never seen Schindler's List. Wow. What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? I, you know, I spent 93 watching Dazed and Confused a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you just, you get one and you just rewatch it over and over. And well, that's me. That's what I yeah, do. I do that with music a lot. Like, I get hooked on something and then, like, that's it for me. Um... Well, Megan, would you, and, and Larry just kind of went through a lot of the stuff yeah. that was on your list. Why don't you kind of so those were the, the top some of these. ten movies? Okay, from nineteen ninety three. So obviously, okay. number one was Jurassic Park. Number two was Mrs. Datfire. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so it's a I lot of fun. Movie. I love that movie. Um, number three was The Fugitive. Number four, The Firm. Number five, Sleepless in Seattle. Amazing. Um, number six, Indecent Proposal. Number nine. Uh, where am I? Six, seven. seven in the line of fire. <laughs> eight Pelican Brief. Nine Schindler's List. I think that's only because it came out in November. 
So I didn't have time. Oh, it's and one of those. And then 10 was Cliffhanger. Gotcha. I've never seen, so. They made Carrie watch Schindler's List in school. He says, That's okay. a heavy thing to watch in school. That is heavy. But the comment before that, she was talking about in Jurassic Park, that cup of water. They were trying to get that right when the, the water does the thing on the dashboard. Yeah. When we actually put it on a guitar and put like a guitar string under it and strum the guitar string. And when it did it, it gave that perfect ripple. That makes sense. So yeah, it was kind of neat. That's cool. What's funny is in our spoof. We did it with a drum. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, okay, Meg, out of that list that you just read, I know that's just like the top the 10. The top 10 for the year, yeah. Aside from Jurassic Park, what would you say is your favorite movie from that year? Uh, Probably Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. It was Do you like, like perfect that one, for Matt? my age at that time. Yeah, for the age, it was perfect. You watch it now, and it's really creepy. There's a step. There's a dad <laughs> who it? gets divorced, and to see his kids, he puts on a costume, pretends to be somebody else. I mean, that's some like that's it's pretty that's psychophantic shit. Like if, yeah. if somebody no, if you saw in the news, uh, man arrested for uh, pretending to be uh, old nanny to hang out with kids and divorce and spy wife. on his ex wife. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's man. that's some weird ass shit. That's some Florida shit right there. That, yeah, that's, that's Florida man stuff. That's exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what that is. Yeah. Yeah. That, I guess that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, but like for the sake of the movie, it was fantastic. And I loved Robin Williams and he was just amazing in it. I love, you know, when, when he's trying on the different costumes at the beginning and he's doing the uh, the matchmaker, matchmaker, you know, yeah. the old, like, you know, it's, it's awesome. Like he got to riff and be himself and it was wonderful. Yeah. What about you, Matt? Like, it doesn't have to be from that list, but if you were going to pick, like, your no, I, favorites. I and I do. I have a, I have a couple here that I just absolutely love, and you know, one of them, Jurassic Park, obviously, Cliffhanger was up there. Um, oh, I hated that movie. But the thing I liked about it, it was John Lithgow was a bad guy, and oh yeah, like I, you, I didn't really get to see him much as a kid, like as a bad guy. So when I saw Fair him enough. play that role, I'm like, ooh, yeah. it's it's enough of a, a character twist that I, I watched it just for that. What a twist! What a twist! <laughs> um, same thing with The Good Son. That came out that year. That was Macaulay Culkin and oh, Elijah Wood. Where, a, uh, yeah, you liked the grim movie, but it was very dark. Cliffhanger but, was depressing. Yeah, it was to very me. depressing. Uh, Good son, Good the same way, but like uh, it was Macaulay Culkin, and he was playing this bad yeah. guy, and like it was so he out of character from yeah. the Home Alone movies. I really liked that aspect of it. Okay. Um, another grim movie that I actually love was Falling Down with Michael Douglas, <sighs> and that's a heavy yeah. movie. And when it first came out, I watched it. And it was not what I was. I like Michael Douglas from like Romancing the Stone right. and Jewel of the Nile and all of that stuff. And to see him in this, it was, it was, it was tough. But now, as a forty-six-year-old man, I totally relate to Michael Douglas and falling down. Like there are just totally. some days I just want to get out of my car, grab I, my bat, and just bash the shit out of something just to get my rage out. Yeah, I think everybody has those days, and it's more relatable as you get older. Doesn't make it right. No, no, no. But it's more you know, relatable. But you, un you kind of understand yeah. when you're watching it. When you're younger, you're like, God, this guy's just a fucking psychopath. Uh -huh. But Dude, then I'm you hinged. get then you get older, and you're like, Oh, I could see how it could get from uh -huh. point A to point B. Yep. <laughs> um, there, yeah. Let's see. Also, my list was uh, Rookie of the Year. Um, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it did, um, that's a fun movie. Yeah, it did, uh, the kid that would become Kevin from American Pie. Right, but he he's got that one line in there where something happened. He's like, "Oh, funky butt loving," and everybody's like, "Did he just say funky butt loving?" And that's always been like my go-to like swear word. That's not a swear word if something right. goes bad. I'm like, "Oh, funky butt loving." <laughs> So this is just awesome for me. Uh, Robin Hood, Men in Tights came oh, out that year. Jeez, Louise. Love me some Mel Brooks. <laughs> love me some Carrie Elwes. So that was up there. Yeah, Carrie Elwes is awesome. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas was yep. that year, um, which was awesome. Uh, yeah. Demolition Man. That oh. is one of my favorite, hands down, my one of my favorite Stallone movies. Uh, guilty pleasure all day long. I love Sandra Bullock in that. I love how 
innocent she is. I love the whole three seashells, you know. I've seen it one time oh my when gosh. it came out. Great. Um, yeah, there's then, a lot of movies I got to watch and revisit, man. And then for my, my last one on my list is So I Married an Axe Murderer oh, for with fuck's sake. Mike Myers. <laughs> It was just, it's one of those movies that I love it because he's not playing a character, like he's not playing Goldmember, he's not playing, right. um, you know, Wayne or, you know, anything like that. He's just him playing, he's an actor playing an actor. But the soundtrack in that, to me, was early 90s, and it shifts into music a little bit, but the soundtrack on it had The Laws and The Boo Radleys and Toad the Wet Sprocket oh. and Ned's Atomic Dustbin, Spin Doctors, yep. Wade, Soul Asylum, like this, the, this movie was such a great combination of funny movies, some one-liners, and some great soundtrack to it. So Ned's Atomic Dustbin doesn't get mentioned enough. I no, know they, they were they were brief. You know they 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 shine real bright, real briefly. But what was that? Uh, what was the name of that song? Grace guys, gray gray cells green, whatever. Yeah, I I loved that. I had that record when it came out. It was great. We got some comments going in here. Need some rat burger from Demolition Man. Yes. Uh, a lot of people are agreeing with you about uh, Axe, uh, So I Married an Axe Murderer, yeah. and of course, Nightmare Before Christmas. Got Coneheads in there. Coneheads, oh, for oh. Christ's sake. What is Mr. Nanny? I have no idea. Mr. Nanny? Uh-oh. Joe, I'm going to look this up. Mr. <laughs> Nanny. I don't know if I want to know. Uh, yeah, all those <laughs> crying happy things. I'm scared. Yeah, exactly. Is it like a horror version of uh, of Mrs. Doubtfire, or... A porn version or oh, no. something? Oh no! It was Hulk oh, no. Hogan, oh, a former wrestler, is hired to be the bodyguard movie. nanny for a couple of bratty kids whose inventor father is being stalked by yep. a rival. So it had Sherman Hemsley in it. Um, wow! I forgot. <laughs> Nobody all about else of note. Oh, David no. Johansson. Wow! So it had Hulk Hogan and the singer from the New York Dolls. Yep. Awesome. Busta, awesome. Busta Poindexter. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Um, I have seen that movie. Yeah, I, I have. haven't seen Schindler's List, but I've seen fucking Mr. <laughs> Nanny. That yeah. makes sense. I that just forgot that's, I forgot that's what it's uh-huh. called. I saw it back then. I have not rewatched it, yeah. and oh. I don't plan to. And then, of course, Dazed and Confused. Well, that's my movie of the year. Yeah. I was absolutely obsessed with that movie. See, and I wasn't so much. Like when it came out, I didn't really get it on oh. further watchings as I got it. But again, I was, you know, 17 or so. I wasn't really in that world yet. You weren't. And and that's I'm glad you brought that up because that's like that's so key for that movie because I was even though I was still really young, I was 20 years old. Mm-hmm. At the time, I felt I mean, I was already a few years removed from high school. A lot of my friends already had kind of moved into because a lot of my friends were older and they'd already kind of moved into adulthood people were having babies and they were getting married and they were you know in a career and all this shit and so everything was in a lot of ways (laughs) i thought compared to now jesus but back then it seemed like it was my first taste of like oh man those years are gone like Mm -hmm. those crazy being in Whiting, Indiana, you know, cruising around Whiting, Indiana on a Friday night, just looking for, you know, maybe we'll see some girls we know and looking for something to do. And is somebody having a party and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Like I was already getting nostalgic for that to some degree. Plus, I loved the 70s. I still do. I mean, nobody looking at me would ever guess that. I know. But I I loved the 70s aesthetic. I loved the soundtrack and everything. And it just it like struck a nerve and this was pre like Kevin Smith you know this was just before that because Kevin Smith came along the next year mm-hmm. and really really mined that kind of you know 
gold mine of that nostalgia that we all had of talking about Star Wars and, you know, various, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, this was the first movie like that that really seemed targeted, you know, to to that kind of mentality. Oh, man, I just loved it. And again, another super quotable movie. Absolutely. And you the know. cast on that, too, like to 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 watch that oh, yeah. back then. It's like, oh, this is cool. There's people I know in there. And now to watch it now, I'm like, there's a young Ben Affleck in it. There's, you know. Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. You know, uh, uh, Mila Jovovich. Mila Jovovich is oh. in it. And uh, man, yeah, there's a, there's a whole uh, a ton of great actors and actresses in that movie. They're all all great. I mean, they they did such a good job with that. I love the whole aesthetic of it, how like they really weren't scripted. Mm-hmm. They let, I don't know if you've ever watched any of the documentaries about it, but like how they just would sort of, uh, was it Richard Linklater, mm-hmm. right? Would give them like just some general things like you're worried about having to sign this piece of paper, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, Pink doesn't want to do it. He's getting pressure from his buddies. Go, you know, like, and I mean, I'm sure they had to have shot tons and tons and tons of unusable yeah. footage, but what they did put together was just fucking amazing. I just, abs- I was so into that movie. I went to uh, Barnes and Noble or no, not Barnes and Noble, uh, B.D. Dalton. I went to B.D. Dalton and I bought like they came out with like the official book of Dazed and Confused that was all like it was they did it almost like a yearbook. Mm-hmm. And so it had like all like this back information on each one of the characters and stuff like that. I was so into it. Like I bought that and I was like, I knew everything about it. I was so fucking into this. That's awesome. But it's one of those that I've watched so many times Mm -hmm. that I haven't sat down and watched that movie now in years because I'm just like, I, I just wore it out. I saw it so much, you know, did you see the follow up, uh, the, like the spiritual follow up, uh, which was everybody wants some. No, it was, it's link letter, but it's it's set in college and it's kind of that same feel to it. It takes place in like 83 or 84 or something like that. Oh, wow. Um, if you have the opportunity, I highly recommend it. Like okay. it's, it's like that spiritual sequel and it's not quite as good right. as Days and Confused, but it's 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 a decent watch. It's really, really good. OK. Yeah, um, definitely. The uh, other thing that freaked yeah. me out, like with Days and Confused. So that came out in 93 and it was set in 76. Right. It was 17 years ago, like from when it came out. And you think about that now yep. in 2022. Is there a movie that could come out that was set in 2005 that could have that same kind of impact that a movie like Days and Confused could have? Um, That's tough to say. I feel like not for people our age. Our age would be a younger crew. But maybe younger. Maybe somebody that's like 32 years old if they came out with a movie that was set in 2005 and had all those references to it and stuff and they were like oh my god this is when i was 16 holy shit yeah maybe i just think that the bigger problem they'd have with that is finding enough distinctly uh 2005-ish i mean you could throw songs in there sure there's a couple of cultural references but on the whole even a lot of like the artists that are famous nowadays and a lot of TV shows and movies and blah, blah, blah. It was kind of around back then. Yeah. So it's not like by the time 93 came around, we were watching Days and Confused. The stuff that was in 1976, like it felt so long ago. Did it though? Yeah. The fashion, we were so far removed from that. The music was, you know, by and large, pretty different. TV and cars. I mean, everything was just... All the main things that movie was about, we were just so different from, you know, how, how you know, the 90s, the, the 76 sexism, you know, kind of mm-hmm. shit that was going on and and various things like that. And by 93, not to say that wasn't still an issue, but not not 
in the same way. Like we had progressed some. So there were things that really differentiated it. I feel like everything, and not to bring up something grim, but just as a reference point, I feel like everything post 9-11, we've just sort of been, it's just all sort of been on the same path. You know what I mean? That There isn't really anything culturally that's super defining, you know, that you could go, oh, this is so 2003, you know, compared to 2023. Eh, not enough to make a movie like this about it. But I don't know. I, I'd love to see if somebody could. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to see. But Fair enough. Um, Let's see. Carrie brought up Hocus Pocus. Yep. The Adams Family. Adams Family's on my list. Is well, it? actually, it's Adams Family Values. It's the second one. The second, one, yeah. Okay. Which I really... People give that second one a lot of guff. I like that. Never movie. seen it. Wow, really? Yeah, I was watching Schindler's List at the time. Yeah, well, I, I that was a little too heavy for me, bro. All right? Don't, don't I just me, wanted to see Fester fall in love with Joan Cusack, okay? All right, all right, cool, 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 cool. Uh, what, what else is on your oh, go ahead, no, free, free Willy, she brought up, and Aniston's first movie, Leprechaun. Leprechaun, that as well, yeah. So. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> Leprechaun. Um, what else you got? Uh, oh, you yeah, got. just not too much. Uh, there's a couple of uh, gems from our old who's in the news lately our old pal Johnny Depp mm-hmm. we have uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape came out that year which I think yeah. is an amazing movie agreed I saw that at the theater it was really really good Juliette Lewis and uh, and DiCaprio, DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. Whew, what a cast they all did what a great. cast what a cast uh, Benny and June which is a personal oh, yeah. favorite of mine I love that Ruthie you got any avocados anyway uh so that's a good one there was a couple of already even though it was a newish thing uh gangster rap was already being lampooned in a big way in the movies we had another recent uh newsworthy person chris rock mm-hmm. came out with the cb4 movie oh yeah <laughs> which was hilarious and there was a lesser known movie that came out by an actor director writer guy named rusty cundiff that was called fear of a black hat have you ever seen this movie it has been a long long time i have seen that one yes that movie is fucking has anybody out there seen the movie fear of a black hat it's it's done like spinal tap Mm -hmm. but it's supposed to be about this this uh yeah it was like the take on the public enemy fear of a black planet yes exactly and it's so fucking funny that that booty juice song (laughs) booty juice comes right from the source and what's the source an ass of course (laughs) (laughs) and then the best part is the best part of that movie is when they all when the band breaks up when the group breaks up and they all go solo and they show them doing their like different solo projects and the one guy goes all like pm dawn style and and he has a song it's called like I'm just I'm only human or what I'm just a human, but he's just talking about like, you know, what does he say? He's like, when you poop, <laughs> when you poop, when it comes out, isn't it brown? Everybody does. We just flush it down. It's like, but he's singing it all like smooth. <laughs> yes. Like the lyrics are so fucking ridiculous, but not terribly far removed from the real yeah. thing. I highly recommend if you haven't seen Fear of a Black Hat, it, go go watch it it's it. it's really funny again and if you like like spinal tap mockumentary type stuff this is like the gangster rap mockumentary it's funny but um and then lastly real quick the last movie i don't know if you guys ever saw but it's one of my favorite movies of all time and it's searching for bobby fisher 
Do you know that one? I, I, I'm familiar with it. I know you know chess and all yeah, that stuff, it's, but I've it, never actually seen it. It has to do with chess prodigies. Yeah. There's a young boy that comes from like a you know just like a middle class family, and uh, he's very shy and reserved. He doesn't really have much in the way of friends. His mother's extremely worried about it. Um, but it turns out he just has this fucking knack for chess. His dad gets these like grandiose ideas in his head that oh he's going to be a big. He could be the next Bobby Fischer, you know, who is, if you don't know who Bobby Fischer is, he's a legendary chess player that was controversial, too. Um, and so he gets into the world of, like, competitive chess, and you just kind of, and the kid, it, the parents are arguing a lot over whether or not this is good for him, because there's a lot of pressure. He's kind of expected to be, like, an, I think, and have to deal with very adult situations, but the kid's only, like, seven or eight or something like that. Uh, it's it's really, really fucking good. Lawrence Fishburne's in it and stuff. Uh, man, it's it's more of a drama, like serious kind of movie and stuff, but really, really fucking interesting. I learned, like, it's one of those movies I watched that and I'm like, chess is fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm like, I want to learn how to play chess. And so I did. I went and I got a chess set. I learned how to play chess and I'm fucking terrible at it. <laughs> But it's cool, though. But anyway, so that's another good movie. So I did watch some kind of serious stuff. Just Schindler's List. It was one of those where I'm like, oh, yeah, one of these days I'll watch mm -hmm. it. 20 years later, still have not. I mean, I've seen bits and pieces of it because it's Schindler's List. It pops up. Yeah. Anyway, Meg, anything else you want to bring up on your end? Is some some good movies to recommend? No, I just had my top the top ten for the year. I didn't look up like my personal favorites or anything. <laughs> okay, so Meg's like I can't be bothered with this shit. <laughs> All right, you guys want to move on? Want to move on to some television? Television. <laughs> Party on care. Oh, okay. Wayne's World Wayne's Two. Yeah. Oh boy, Wayne's World Two was okay. I liked the first one. I, I the second one was felt like okay. Now they're 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 reaching with this one, but. Like Meg was just reaching for her oh, Lord. computer. Lord. Lord. the fuck over there. I know. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, language. This I is 1993 know. here. We don't we don't swear on these. Chipper Gore will be coming after you, man. Yeah, PMRC is going to have a word with you. Huh? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to TV. Right. Did you like that? I even threw a little Taco Bell commercial in there for you and stuff. Those were all commercials that came out in 1993. Nice. The Intel Inside. Big, advanced stuff. Dude, you're getting Intel. Yeah, I know. Wow. It's like, what is this internet? How does, have we, have we looked that up? Janice, can you look that up over there? Can you see, what is the internet? Are I we, have it on computers now. Am I, am I saying that? Are we saying that correct? Did you ever see? <laughs> yes, I, yes, yes. I love those news bits and uh -huh. I'm like, wow, that's, a, that's amazing. Yeah. But anyway, okay. Yeah. TV, Meg. All right. So the top TV shows for 1993, number one, 60 Minutes. 60 Minutes. Right. Yep. Um, two was Home Improvement. Three was Seinfeld. Mm -hmm. Four was Roseanne. Five, Grace Under Fire. Six was Coach. Seven, Frasier. Eight, Murphy Brown. 
Nine, Murder, She Wrote, and ten was Thunder Alley. I'm oh, sorry. Thunder Alley. I'm, I have no idea. I do not remember that at all. Thunder Alley. I don't, look yeah, it up. Matthew, uh, you, gotta... you look that up while I while I contest this list because why? Why? Why do I have a feeling that this was tampered with? It wasn't. It wasn't tampered no, I with? I swear to God, this is the list they gave me by ratings. This was the list. So, it just but, happens to be... A list I would choose. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> and you're telling me by 93, Murder She Fucking Wrote still made it into the top 10. Apparently. I didn't know that show was even still going in 93. <laughs> I know. I was shocked. I was like, really? Murder She Wrote still? Oh. Okay. My gosh. Murphy Brown? I thought that was more like an 80s. No. Was it more 90s? No. Yeah. That was more 90s, early okay. 90s. I really love Murphy Brown. Yeah. I love Frasier. I loved Coach. I didn't uh, like Coach. Frasier no, was great. Frasier. Yeah. It's still one of my all-time favorite this TV shows. This wrong. No, it's not. Thunder Alley premiered March 9th of 1994. I don't know where this is getting it done. It was March 9th of 94? Yeah, that's what when Thunder it? Alley came out. Mm, okay. A retired stock car racer, Gil Jones, is settling into a, into a second... This, where this are you, is the, this where is literal, are you even this looking? This is a literal <laughs> sentence from IMDb. Retired stock car racer Gil Jones is just settling into a second. Period. <laughs> it doesn't say period. It actually, there's a period there. But it's Ed Asner and Jim Beaver, who Carrie Ann loves because he's the guy that created um, um, Supernatural. Mm, okay. Haley Joel Osment was in it. Okay. Not that this even matters because it debuted in 1994, but that's cool. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like Joe brings up like a good point. He says, why not The Simpsons are married with children? Like those two shows were like really, really big yeah. at the time. And I just find it hard to believe they didn't. Maybe they were top 20, but Simpsons wasn't top 10. Holy shit. Simpsons was huge in 93. Yeah, look at oh, this. Okay, so. Javier, real quick. Javier says he loves your uh, Jurassic Park shirt. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> What are you looking at, Meg? All right, so it's by the ratings, uh-huh. Nelson Media. Okay, so 60 Minutes was 20.9 rating, Home Improvement 20.4, Seinfeld 19.4, Roseanne 19.1, Grace Under Fire 17.7, Coach 17.4, Frazier 16.8, Murphy but, but Brown 16.3. But, but let's, have, let's have the disclaimer at the top. This table this. displays it's... the top-rated primetime television shows in the 1993 to 1994 season. As measured by the Nielsen media ratings, so, yeah, which is sense. weird because it because that doesn't even make sense because then you look at the date and the show was from ninety four to ninety five. So right. why would it be ninety three to ninety four? Oh, ninety three to ninety four. Oh, okay. Well, in any event, but you know, on, way, on this list on Wikipedia, Thunder Alley is twelve. So the top right. ten is sixty minutes home improvement, Seinfeld, Roseanne, Grace Under Fire, Monday Night well, Football. It, Monday Night Football, I didn't give me. And the CBS Sunday movie. Yeah, well, that doesn't there. really. Yeah, those don't count. Then, those are TV the, shows. But then let's go to the back end of that. We have uh, Love and War. I have no idea what that is. Northern uh, Exposure, which is fucking amazing. Yes, mm-hmm. Kyle Chandler, right? What is that? Northern Exposure? No, that's um, uh, early edition. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, oh. you're thinking of, no. Um, Northern Exposure so was a was Full House. A drama. Full House was cool. NYPD Blue can see that. Wings. Yeah. Dave's World. Wow, that was a, a short-lived one. Fresh, Fresh Prince, Prince of, of Bel Air. Uh-huh. Homicide. Life on the Street. Doctor Quinn. Quinn. See, that's what's Family kind of matters. It's funny see? when you look at this. When you look at the movies that ranked, or rather, TV shows that ranked lower, like, like uh, you know, Family Matters. Uh, uh, 
fucking Fresh Prince, Wings, NYPD Blue, like Full House, all that. Like those now are the shows that people would look back and say, man, those are like so iconic. Mm -hmm. But they weren't even in the top 20, you know. But you also have to remember back in like the late 80s, early 90s when the Nielsen uh, rankings were happening, they tended to skew from like the yeah. mid 30s to the 60s. Yeah. So, so that age bracket, that's what they were watching. That's they a good point. They weren't really skewing teenagers up in the 20s. It was families and beyond at that point. We got some comments in here. Luke says, of course, Home Improvement. Yeah, yeah that was a great show. Yes, uh-huh. I love that Beavis one. and Butthead. Fuck Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, oh, they came out that I year, didn't that they? that fucking show. Shut that your show mouth. was a fucking... Was dumb. That was a dumb ploy by you fucking Mike mouth. Judge and MTV <laughs> to fucking destroy rock and metal. You got you got these stupid ass kids behaving like lowlifes. They're wearing fucking metal T-shirts, but then they show metal videos and all they do is like make fun of it. But then they show some hip hop videos and they're like dancing around to it, which I was a fucking metal kid. I was not dancing around to fucking hip hop videos and insulting the actual metal videos and stuff. It was all a ploy because surprise, surprise, at the same time, they stopped playing fucking rock and metal videos. Wow. I wonder how that happened when I go walking around fucking South. Lake Mall and have some jocks look at me going, hey, butthead, and I'm like, hey, Beavis, and I'm like, I'm, I don't watch that shit. You're the idiots that what You're Beavis and butthead, not me. Just get, don't equate me with being Beavis and butthead. Fuck Mike Judge and fuck goddamn Beavis and butthead. I hated that show. This side of the table completely disagrees with everything <laughs> he just said, loves everything about Beavis and butthead. Yeah, well, um, you, it's because I mean, you're not a metal kid. Well, I, I mean, I feel bad for Winger more than anything else. I mean, mm. Winger got shit on. For oh that well, the hair show. metal. Yeah. Well, the hair metal. They like they you know they kind of set themselves up yeah. for that shit. But, <laughs> but what else we have? We have Step by Step, which was a great show. That Love was a spinoff of yeah. one of them. I forget which was the nanny. I couldn't. I couldn't get past Fran Drescher's voice for the nanny. Oh um, really? Yeah, I couldn't. Uh, X Files. That's actually. Oh that's, man. That's number one X-Files. on my list. Um, that's such a good show. Yeah, you want to talk about, like, to, to me, groundbreaking. Like, it was X-Files. It was the Twilight Zone meets mm, a great yeah, episodic. Yeah. Um, it was like Twin Peaks for people that weren't as cerebral as Twin Peaks people are. Yeah, Twin Peaks was cool, but boy, that wasn't a show for everybody. No, yeah, was X-Files not. was, like, kind of like a good middle ground for that. And, then, and X-Files, like, at the time, it had some genuinely disturbing television. Yes, it did. Oh, they, they, they had some really great sci-fi episodes that, like, really, like, you're, they, they like pushed limits. You out. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember? <laughs> I shouldn't even bring it up. Do you remember? Because I think they only showed it once or twice. Do you the, remember? The family in the, uh, the cabin where they pulled them up from underneath the, the bed. The fuck? And they, you yeah. knew uh-huh. exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah. You boys are looking fine. Uh-huh. Yeah, a creepy-ass episode. But <laughs> give, yeah. me some of that, give me some of that bread. Uh-huh. I still yeah, say no, that. Iconically horrible. But the nice thing, what I loved about the X-Files, it was a combination of like those incredibly deeply disturbing episodes like that yeah. with some really great... Uh, mythology that went through the course of the season slash course of the show and then you had some of these great one-offs that were just so incredibly funny the humor in those were just yeah. great yeah and i know you and i were talking uh, you know, off camera about the fact that you've never watched buffy the vampire slayer you've no. never gotten into that no there was a lot of x-files that had buffy in it like there was that that same kind of vibe that sometimes it was really serious and sometimes it was like groundbreaking and sometimes it was just black humor, humor for the sake of, of thing, yeah like, like you could just yeah. kind of like just guffaw like and it was it was awesome i loved x-files yeah no, no, I'm a, I'm totally in agree with you. Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, I barely remember that yeah, one. I, I remember that being good. Man, <laughs> just like, give me some of that bread. I say that all the time. <laughs> Anytime I I could be at a restaurant and I'm like, give me some of that bread. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, but what else is on your list? <laughs> Before I creep everybody out. Uh, Nickelodeon had some good kids shows then. Yeah, they did. Yeah, there was a lot of... I want to jump into that, but I want to talk to Meg about her stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Nickelodeon had a kick-ass kids show. Okay, but you remember? yeah. I didn't, no, I didn't get Nickelodeon. You, you didn't, so. Oh, my gosh. Meg did not get cable until when? I was out of high school. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so she missed... I think she I, was like TGIF person. Oh. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was all me. It was on basic TV. I didn't get to watch it. So, what would you say was like? What did you watch like when you were thirteen years old on like like on a on a normal night or on a Friday night? Like, I what probably was your put shows? in my movies. I probably watched Labyrinth over and over, Dirty Dancing over and <laughs> yeah. over. You know. Yeah. But you watch stuff. You love Star Family Trek. Man. I watched all the time. Right. The TGIF. I lived for. Yeah. So. You liked your Family Matters and stuff. Family like that. Matters and Can Step I by Step that? and Full House and yeah. Three, two, one, one, two, three. What's the other one? One, two, three, three, whatever. Three, three two, one, one, two, two three. Yeah. three. What the heck is bothering wrong with me? me? Yeah. <laughs> you are. But you are. <laughs> I, lo- I love that episode. So. But um, but that was the also the same year the last episode of Cheers aired. Wow. Oh man, that was such a big deal. It was a big deal. I remember watching Carson that night. Where, like a- afterwards, they had the cast on there, and they were all teary eyed and stuff. That was good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Food Network premiered that year. God damn them! I know. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. Do you watch? You guys watch the Food Network? I do. Yeah. Rich, 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 rich. <laughs> I, I love their their cookbooks. Their little magazine cookbooks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I make you guys save those for me all the time. Yep. yep. Um, that's the year. Walker, Texas Ranger came out, so I was all over that. Oh, there's our Fucking answer. Love me there. That's what Meg was watching in '93. <laughs> uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers came out. I love that. Oh dear, I was all about them. Yeah, we're gonna get into that a little bit later. Are we? Yeah. <laughs> um, let me see what else. Uh, the Letterman. So Letterman moved. It was his big move from NBC to CBS. Wow, was it that long? And ago? then Conan took over CBS's. Yeah, Conan. 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 Which I was not happy about. I, I still, I never did watch Conan. You didn't like I, Conan? Boy, I, I never even awesome. bothered. I gave him a chance. Dude. I was all about Letterman, to. so I moved with Conan. Conan, especially the original Conan when he was on NBC back in the 90s and stuff. That shit was so fucking cutting edge and amazing. Mm-hmm. Fucking masturbating bear. I mean, I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, what the hell is this? I can't. Well, I mean, it was totally my kind of humor, and I was just like, I, I can't believe they're getting away with this. <laughs> Triumph, the insult comic dog. Yeah. And, oh my god. To poop on. Yeah, in the year two thousand. In the year. Two- in the year two thousand. <laughs> oh, oh, Mr. Man. Cooper came out. I love that show. Oh, hang with Mr. Cooper. Yeah, that was a real popular one with a lot of people. Going with the um, with the talk shows, Chevy Chase. Oh, his late night show premiered. It aired for five weeks. It was a fucking disaster. It was horrible. Well, it's because Chevy Chase is a fucking asshole. Uh huh. He's not a personable guy. You know, like in order to be, in order to be a talk show host, you have to be like a personable, chatty kind of guy, and he's not. Like he just fucking hates everything. And not even like in a fun sort of like uh, shitty uh, daytime talk show yeah. host kind of way. It's just yeah. Yeah, it was horrible. Oh my uh, god, yeah. I forgot. But I remember all about watching that. it just because I was curious because it was Chevy Chase and I was you know. And then it was like watching a, a a car wreck. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it, was horrible. it was like, oh, is this going to get even yeah. worse? Um, so going back to Nickelodeon, one yeah. of my favorite shows on Nickelodeon at the time was Legends of the Hidden Temple. Do you guys remember this? 
Oh. Okay, so Legends of the Hidden Temple, it was it was like this obstacle course, but it was this like Aztec temple that you had to like race yes. through. And like portions of the wall came flying at you and yes. like these Aztec tiki guys would chase you. And it was like the show I wanted to be on. It was like the That sounds like the show, show she'd want to be. Yeah, it was like, like you, Double Dare. It's it's a lot like Double Dare, but it was it was like that on crack. It was amazing. It was awesome. Oh um, man, I'm gonna have to look that up. You totally now. should. Like, it's it's something like I could totally see it's doing a parody or something like that. Great. <laughs> yeah, um, I can see. Loot that. your shorts was awesome. Yeah. Oh, there fuck. we go, Jessica. That's next. What I'm talking about, Animaniacs. Oh, Animaniacs. Yes. Animaniacs to be that year. Beautiful thing about Animaniacs is it still holds up. Oh, it's and great. They just uh, they revamped it. On I haven't Hulu. seen a revamp. And we introduced my boys to it, and they love it. So oh, we watched awesome. the new season, and they're into it. So we brought them the stuff that came out in 93, and they're loving it. So it, it's Good. awesome to be able to kind of relive that through their eyes. It's wonderful. That's great. Yeah, that's cool, because that'd be like kind of like my dad introducing me to the old Warner Brothers yeah. cartoons, you know, because he grew up with, you know, the old Wisecrack and Bugs Bunny stuff and everything, and then... When I was a kid, he was like, oh, you got to watch this, yeah. you know, because these are funny. And it was all adult humor, uh-huh. which a lot of Animaniacs is kind of the so. same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Animaniacs could have like some really, um, it was cool because there was educational aspect to Animaniacs uh-huh. too. There was, uh, you know, even the, just yeah, the entire soundtrack, like the planets, the uh, Istanbul, the not Constantinople, not yeah. Istanbul, not Constant. I mean, that was like teaching you about stuff. And then, the, yeah. And then the map, the song uh-huh. that, that he sings about. Uh, and it's to the modern major general. From, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. And doing that, there was that they had that really cute there was the one cartoon about being the little candle flame when uh-huh. the guy was writing the declaration was yep. the declaration of independence. Like I remember watching that like at the again at the time being like twenty or something and genuinely being moved like, Oh man, this is great. I love the fact that it's got this like educational aspect, but it's not boring. It's not it doesn't feel like they're forcing it down Absolutely. your throat. But you it know. also had great toilet humor. Like, I remember one of <laughs> yeah. the episodes, like, Wacko eats somebody's stapler. And the, one of the guys like, I'm going to need that back. And Wacko's like, you're going to have to wait a couple hours. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. It, it, yeah, the great, great call on that one. Um, let's see. I have Lois and Clark on my list. Oh, that was, yeah. That was one of those. Oh. It was very episodic, but it was a really nice, like... The it was kind of seeing behind the scenes of you know Clark Kent and his relationship right. with Lois, and it was really well done. I mm-hmm. thought, yeah, I love um, that one. Sequest DSV. Oh was on, wow! And I remember watching that because I loved Jonathan Brandis, and he was just amazing in it. And you know, unfortunately, took his own life halfway through the show, right. and they kind of rode his way around it. Yeah. Um, uh, the state, the MTV. Um, oh, comedy gosh. troupe show yes. that that brought so that many was people. really good. It was amazingly good, and there's so many oh, people that man, are from that who have you know come forward through that. Um, and then lastly, uh, another guilty pleasure: Saved by the Bell, the College Years. Oh, debuted oh in 1993. Wow. Um, the wow, only original members were Zach Slater and Screech, and then they eventually brought Kelly back into right. it. But it was still it was Zach and you know Slater doing their their hijinks and things like that, and it wasn't obviously as good as the original, especially now. Like watching some of those episodes because I caught them on YouTube as I was looking this up, and <laughs> yeah, it didn't age well. But for like me at the time, it was, it was fantastic. I loved it. Yeah, you were the perfect age for it. Absolutely, totally. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, was that was that ninety three? Joe brought up the John Stewart show on MTV. Really, his talk show. That was a great show, and it was cool because he would have like different kinds of guests like guests on there that you wouldn't normally you would definitely wouldn't get on you know letterman or something like that but he would have like musical guests would be like danzig you know or he had the lunatics on there one time which was like at the time i was pretty fucking underground you know like there was serious punk underground stuff i was like 
I loved, and that's where I first knew of John Stewart from and stuff. So then, like later, I you know it's he. That's why I accepted him more when he went a little bit more. I I mean, he was always funny, you know what I mean. But he went into a little bit more serious reporting yeah. stuff and everything. And I was like, yeah, that's my boy, you know. So. <laughs> Well, it's cool. Like uh, Javier has some stuff in here too. Like MTV started doing some of that, like cutting edge animation stuff. Yeah. Like Aeon Flux. Was that ninety um, three? Wow. Uh, I'm Daria was awesome. Like. Yeah, but did, did, did Daria come out in ninety three? Was it that soon? Because I mean, I know she was on Beavis and Butthead, but I don't remember. I didn't re- remember that coming uh, out that soon. I, it could be. Like again, I'm losing track of time here. Yeah. Daria was great. Now I did not like, like I said, Beavis and Butthead. It had its funny moments, but but Daria was a fucking work of genius. That is a great show. It's still funny. I, I've watched it like more recently. It's good. How about you? What's on your list? Uh, for TV stuff, yeah. uh, you know, everything that we we kind of brought up was was there wasn't anything that was. I was watching a lot of like Star Trek next gen mm-hmm. and things like that um and that's uh, he brought up javier just brought up one that i i definitely watched because i have to admit as much as i don't like reality tv nowadays mm-hmm. i was a real world dude oh i, I love that the first couple of seasons first, on yeah. that were awesome yeah so that would have been real world los angeles that was a really good one i watched that a lot um, New York was my jam. I love the New York season. Yeah, was that the first? That was the first one, right? Was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I loved that one. I even went and saw Andre, the long-haired dude that had the band in the first season. Yeah. Andre, he had a band. He talked. They showed him on the show and everything. And they played at. Um, they played at. Um, oh my God, what's the name? Why can't I think of the name of the fucking place? They played at a bar in Chicago then, like right at, right after the season had aired and everything. And I went and saw them, and they were fucking great. That's awesome. I still have that CD. There, there was, was really good, just alternative rock, you know, catchy alternative rock, like somewhere in between like STP and REM, you know, like really good band, man. It was a shame they didn't get somewhere. I feel like it almost worked against them a little bit yeah, because they were like, oh, they're that reality show band. It's like, oh, man, they were so much better. Oh, yeah, Puck was San Francisco. That, I think San Francisco was probably the last season that I watched. Okay, really? Oh, yeah. no, man. I watched Real World for years Did and you? years and years. I even have a, uh, what is he? He's my second cousin. I have a second cousin that was I was on Real World. He was in, uh, I don't remember what, I guess it would have been Chicago. He was on one of them. I don't remember. I yeah. remember, and I forget what season it was. It was the first time that they had one of the the gay characters who had AIDS. It was the first time they introduced his character, and I forget I, not his character, but him. That was uh, um, uh, began with a P. Um, Paulo Pedro. Pedro. Something that was Pedro. Was Poor Pedro? Pedro. Yeah, he was so he was um, such a good dude. But I remember after that season came out, he released his comic book. Yeah, and I bought it. Like it's it's fantastic. It yeah. was well written. It was well done, and that was one of like to your point with the music thing. There are certain people that I wouldn't have been introduced to if it wasn't for shows like that and you know yeah. the real world. Yeah, that was San Francisco. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, then you think about you know what reality tv has become and oh, a lot it's of it horrible. happened because of real world and you know but real world and i know but, real but, world but it, but it gave that 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 larger audience i know but it's like it they is. took something that was like really it, i mean i and i know we found out of course i mean it makes sense we found out in years since that they were you know they were guided by the producers sure. and stuff of you know to be set up for things cuz otherwise there wouldn't be enough interesting content but it's still i.e. drama yeah but it still felt organic enough and real people enough and 
and people just in general, yeah, you had your pucks and stuff like that, but people just felt like you, you kind of liked these people, you know, or you'd get angry at them. And then, you know, now it's like reality TV is just so like lowest fucking lowest form of life kind of horse shit. You know, it's, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I know a lot. Of people. <sighs> I know a lot of people. I'm an old man. So, you know, what do you expect? But anyway, anything else we want to bring up about TV? No, that covers what I had. Meg? Yeah, I think that's everything I had, too. Yeah. <laughs> and Carrie says, it blows. And so, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it blows. <laughs> uh, want to move on to some music? Music. Some music. Ready? Sure. You are not ready. Going through the motions tonight, lady. All right. So we're going to move on to some music talk now. Megan, as always, I don't know. We can start with you if you want to bring up some stuff. Well, for, you know what? First of all, before you just go reading lists, 13 years old, right? Mm-hmm. You're starting, you know, you're a teenager now and everything. Were you, you're hitting was, the puberty. Were you, were you, was the that around the time you were first really sort of branching out a little bit and finding some of your own music, not just like the stuff that you'd been exposed to in the house, you know, from family type of thing? No. No? No. I was a couple years later. Wow. You were a late bloomer with that, huh? Does this surprise you? No. I'm a late bloomer for everything. Everything. (laughs) So you were just predominantly only listening to like country country music music, and stuff. You hadn't really discovered like pop music or anything yet? Nope. Mm -mm. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, so you wouldn't... Okay, guys, I lived in a small town, Oklahoma, okay? I had like four TV channels, no cable. I lived way out in the country, so I had very few channels I could listen to radio stations. Right. Okay, so I was very, very bubbled, sheltered, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's okay. So, yeah. I just, I knew at some point you started to... um, you know, discover like other stuff, obviously, because you listen to a lot of other stuff now, but I know you had discovered other stuff eventually. Just wasn't sure when that happened. Yeah, it was about like probably like late 94, 95, just before I moved here. Okay. I started like branching out and finding new things. Interesting. That was my parents weren't thrilled about. So <laughs> 10,000 Maniacs and Ace of Base. You know, there's very minor stuff. <laughs> Yeah, her, I know. Ben, I know this story. It was story. a big fucking deal. I know so. this story. Her parents were freaking out because she was listening to Ace of Base and thought she was on drugs. Because I went to like a carnival and it was on one of the rides. Like, oh, I really like this, and I found it. And yeah, so Ted the- walking around the house saying that all she wants is another baby. Yeah, so it wasn't pretty. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to have anybody over that. No. Right, <laughs> uh, Joe says one song he thinks of is "Laid" by James. Do Do we know that song, Matt? No, I've never I don't, heard of it. I've never heard of it. No. Yeah. No. We. <laughs> you play it every every weekend. I Our think, wives are huge fans of the song. My, yeah. James is my wife's favorite band. Um, she has seen them. At least 18, 19 times throughout the country. Like, they don't tour here that often. And when they do, she'll jump on a flight to Vegas or New York or California right. to go check them out. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I, I just, I always liked that song. I remember when I, when they, I first heard them and stuff. I loved a lot of that early 90s, uh, British stuff, this kind of 
second i call it like second wave of like british you know alternative pop stuff because of course in the early 80s we had all the post-punk alternative stuff like morrissey and 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 depeche mode and it's uh, pet shop boys and all that stuff but then in the 90s we had your um you had your suedes and your uh and james and a lot of those kind of things and charlatans and stuff like that and i i loved all that stuff so yeah with laid it was the first time that i i really remember a song being overtly sexual it wasn't like an entendre or anything there's right. a line of she only comes when she's on top right like it was so like in your face there's no there's no mistaking what laid is about it's not like they're laying in bed no he's getting <laughs> laid like it's you know and then the whole idea of the song like you can have a crazy ass fucking relationship but if the sex is that good you're coming back for it and that it, it's it was just one of those first times that i'm like Ooh, yeah, okay. He's telling me exactly yeah. what he means right now. And there's a certain sound, well, that James does in general, but I mean, just speaking specifically about that song, there's a certain sound to that song. Like, even as much as I love playing it, it we don't have those layers of the synths and stuff that are underneath it that, to me, adds this, like... <sighs> It's the, it adds this feeling to that song, and it's like this yearning kind of feeling yeah. that fits so well with what the song is about. It, it's yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that's that I think that song's a fucking masterpiece. Meatloaf, anything love? for love. See, that's that's number one on my list because I'm, as you know, huge huge Meatloaf fan. Yeah, and uh, for a lot of my early high school, I was living on Bad Out of Hell. Love that album. And when they were doing the second one, it was fantastic. And, and we've talked about this before. The thing I loved about Meatloaf is, you know, he was this fat theater kid. He wasn't much to look at, but he had a voice and he knew how to rock and roll. And it was awesome. And, you know, with Steinman, his writing partner, like everything that they did was so layered and operatic. And right. it was wonderful. And like, again, for this theater kid trying to figure himself out at the end of high school, right. Bad Out of Hell 2, I Do Anything for Love. It was so cinematic and so awesome. It was totally top of my list. That's awesome. You don't care. Speaking, no, it is. I mean, it's that's. I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm not a huge Meatloaf fan. I, I'm. I'm very selective about certain songs, certain things he did over the years and stuff. I love some of his early '80s, like harder rock and stuff he did that people kind of overlook. It was really fucking good. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean that's like I totally get what you're saying about how you related to it and what it meant to you. I, I love shit like that. Meg, do me a favor. You've got this top twenty-five songs. Do you mind running down the list, and we can? I will. Kind of... Matt tells me I'm wrong. <laughs> All right. Funny. So Larry said you were wrong. I just confirmed it. Anyway, <laughs> top twenty-five songs of nineteen ninety-three. I will always love you by Whitney Houston. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to sing that Moby. shit. <laughs> All right, we're going to sing all these. Whoop! There it is. Whoop, I, I don't always whoop, is. but when whoop, I do. Whoop. There it is, yeah. Tag team. Um, I can't help falling in love with you. I don't care for that version of oh, it, really? but it's um, okay. That's the way love goes, Janet Jackson. That's the way love goes. Uh -huh. yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> Freak me silk. I'm not singing that. <laughs> no? Okay. Weak uh, SWV. SWV. Sisters with voices. <laughs> um, if I ever fall in love. By Shy, yeah, I don't remember that one. If I ever fall. Oh, okay, okay. It's not that one. That, oh, I'm okay. Thinking the oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, Dream Lover Mariah Carey. Yeah. 
Rump Shaker, Rex and Effects. Rex and Effects. Uh, my eyes are going cross. Informer Snow. Oh, in fucking <laughs> former. That song. I love that song. It's a good Of play. course you do. Shut the fuck up. Of fucking course you do. Let's continue down the list. Oh. Uh, where did I leave off? In the still of the down. night, I'll remember Boys to Men. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. Uh, Don't Walk Away by Jade. Mm-hmm. Uh, Knocking the Boots. Knocking the Boots. Yeah. Uh, lately, Jodice. Wow. Uh, Daisy Dukes. Oh my God! Is that Dulce. is that Daisy Daisy? Dukes? Is that uh-huh. is that, is the, that? the hip hop one? one? Of, yep. Come on, baby, kick them daisies! Oh my God! One, yep, I haven't yep, heard yep, that yep. song in years. <laughs> I had a friend. <laughs> I had a friend Alex that was a he was a death metal drummer guy, but he could do that fucking part perfect we'd be at like the thirsty whale at some like a morbid angel show or something and all of a sudden across the room i'd hear him just yell that out and just sing it just like in the most inappropriate place like to yell that it was it was funny sorry anyway wow that was top 25 uh-huh yeah Holy in the shit. middle of it Wow. Uh, let me see. Uh, my sh- high school dances were banging. Like this, this whole this fucking is list it? is awesome. <laughs> this yeah, is, this is your high school dance uh-huh. shit. Oh yeah. yeah, I believe it. Uh, yeah. Show me love, Robin S. Uh, Robin S. Yeah. Uh, a whole new world, Aladdin's theme. Yep. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. love cool. that one. That's cool. Uh, if, if by Janet, Janet Jackson. Jackson. Uh, I'm so into you. SWV again. Uh, Love is Vanessa Williams and Brian McKnight. Runaway Train Soul Asylum. That's a fucking great song. Yeah, it is. Okay, real quick before I, before you go through the rest, Runaway Train. I heard, I heard that song the other day, like maybe a week ago, and it's one I don't listen to. I used to listen to that album all the time, but it's one I don't listen to all that frequently anymore. It's still good, though. And every time I hear that song, it instantly depresses me because I think of the fucking music video. Did you ever see the music video? A long time ago. Do you long remember what ago. it's about? It's about a train that's running away. No. <laughs> <laughs> And we're done here. <laughs> um, yeah, Carrie says, Runaway Train stays with you forever. It's about, it's every time they go to the chorus, they show uh, all the missing kids ads. Oh. About the runaways and the missing children. Oh, my God. That was so heartbreaking. And still now, it, like, makes me upset. Ugh. It's a great song, but God damn, guys. Like, effective. I mean, it was 19 years. Was it? No, 19, 29 years ago. I'm old. Um, 29 years ago, and I hear that song, and it still brings that image back into my head. It was so, man. Soul Asylum is so fucking good. They are man. awesome. People don't give that band no. enough credit. Fucking Dave is great, man. Dude, so good. We need we we need to play know, some soul. I know, I know, I know. We've been working on it. I know, I know. We need right. to play it. You're right. When anyway. you're right, you're right. You, you're right. Anyway, all right. You're you're right. Right. You can all finish right. the list. Uh, I'll never get over you getting over me. Expose. Expose, yep. Uh, the Diddy All Because of You. Paperboy. I don't know that I don't one. I know that one either. I, think uh, like, I, I would know that if I heard it. Yeah, I'm sure all these. And Rhythm is a Dancer by Snap. Right. Yep. A lot of good ones in the list, too. No Rain by Blind Lemon. Oh, yeah, that's by a Blind good Melon, song. I'm sorry. Blind Lemon. There's, actually, there's a, bar, there's a bar in Cincinnati I'm going to this week called Blind Lemon. That's on my mind. Um, um, hang on. Yeah, let me let me scroll up here because you guys got a bunch of good stuff going in on? here. What's going on? Four non Last, uh, The Breeders, man. Ooh. Uh, ooh. What is love? Chair Brock uh, by and the today. Pumpkins. God, I fucking hate the pumpkins. You hate the Smashing Pumpkins, really? It's, it's the sound of his voice. It's Billy Corgan's I voice. Guess. I just cannot. Yeah, it's like, it's I, like, what's I his name? get it. Rush. It's I, like Getty Lee. I'm like, 
Again, oh no! Love musically. What? Musically, I love Rush. Getty Lee's voice is like nails on a chalkboard to me. <sighs> um, Everybody hurts. Drive Man on the Moon by REM. REM, REM had a. This was like their year. Uh, this was a good like the evolution of REM. Like I loved their earlier stuff, but this they yeah. really evolved and they 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 hit a groove with this one. I, it's good stuff. I prefer their earlier stuff. Agreed. But anyway, agreed. Um, so Javier asked, did anybody think that Snow was Jamaican? I did think that. <laughs> Wasn't he Canadian? I don't know. Was... I think Snow was from Canada, <laughs> which would, I guess, fit because there's a lot of snow no. up there. Eh. Yep. Horn on Blondes, what's going on? Oh, yeah. We know that one. Nirvana, Heart Shape. Heart Shape. Oh, yeah. In yeah, Utero came out that uh-huh. uh, that yep, year, yep. man. That's a that's a fucking Spin great Spin Doctors album. and Two Princes. I love that song. Oh, Spin Doctors. Yeah. You know, that's another band that I feel like people bag on that band like oh, they're not no i love them i think they were great and we man. talked about this before the the whole album that pocket full of kryptonite yes. album was actually kind of a, a mini rock opera right because it's, it's jimmy olsen's blues the two princes was supposed to be like jimmy and superman and lois for the same one woman, over the other right. one um so there's a lot of that that really ties into the superman lore in that which is right. why i love that album because you can totally read into it that's cool um yeah. Linger from Cranberries is a good one. Yeah, that's a good song. Uh, Mr. Jones, Counting Crows. Counting mm-hmm. Crows. Oh, this kind of kicked off what was the awesomeness of Counting Crows. Yeah. Yeah. Just a bloody kisses. Yeah, well, we haven't gotten into my list yet. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, why don't we do your list first? I'll, yeah, because there's not too many people that are going to probably appreciate. So I, I figured <laughs> there was plenty of pop, and I knew you'd bring up some stuff and everything. But for me, I went through and I found the top, because 93... Nine, ironically, 93 was a year that a lot of the mainstream public... <laughs> hey, um, jealousy, guys. Oh. Hey, jealousy. Oh, well, well yeah. Yeah, I was just right? going to say. <laughs> Your surgery's going well. Abso- yeah. Feeling better. Absolutely love Gin Blossoms. Absolutely one of the best pop bands of all time, in my opinion. Really, really good band. And they're still good. You just saw them not long ago. I'm going to see them next month, too. Oh, nice. Yeah, and they're still good. So, so, if you, so speaking of this, oh, like the, the 90s yeah. thing, uh, it's Bare Naked Ladies, Toe the Wet Sprocket, Engine Blossoms, yep. all playing together. Like that, to me, is like this era in a nutshell. Perfectly. How did I get in this nutshell? Yeah. How do I get out of this nutshell? I've got caught in this nutshell. How do I get? Yeah. All right, you were in a you different made, world anyway, over there. Russian. So you made him Russian. For me, huh? You made Mike Myers Russian. Why'd you I don't know. I was just, I was just, I wasn't doing Mike Myers. I was just being a dick. <laughs> I'm good at that. Continue. Anyway, so the ironic thing about 93 is that a lot of people, by 93, a lot of people would say, especially retrospectively, people think, well, you know, heavy metal was dead. You know, grunge and all that came along and it killed off heavy metal. And it wasn't true. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't in like the top 40 of the charts anymore. Like it had been back in the Motley Crue, Poison, whatever days and stuff. But metal, especially good metal, was still like really uh, alive and kicking. And most of it was foreign. Like most of it was it was still just as huge, if not bigger than ever over in Europe and Japan and South America and stuff. And some of my favorite metal albums of all time, not even just 93, when I started looking at the list of just everything that came out, I was like, oh, that's a good metal. Album. Like, oh, like, so I'm like, fuck it. I'm making a metal list because why not? Because I'm kind of metal. <laughs> so that year we had Voivod. Of course, I have to bring up Voivod. That's my favorite metal band of all time. The Outer Limits came out, which was a great album and was kind of a concept album about the Outer Limits TV show. Uh, the band Carcass came out with their breakthrough album, Heartwork, which is considered a classic now. Uh, Entombed came out with their 
classic uh, breakout album, Wolverine Blues. Anthrax made their big change in sound. It's when they first uh, had John Bush on vocals and came out with Sound of White Noise, which was a really, really good album, man. They had the, they had the song uh, Black Lodge. Do you know that Anthrax song? It was based, I think it was based on Twin Peaks, actually. It was, or it was inspired by that. And Anthrax went from being this like moshy thrash band to... I don't know. I don't. I mean, it's metal, but it's kind of alternative. It's kind of they just created like a whole new sound for themselves. And and, and I feel like nowadays it's a little overlooked because they sort of went back now to being like the thrash metal guys again. Sound of White Noise is am- amazing. Uh, the band Pestilence came out with their departure album Spheres, which was a huge influence on me because it was really, really prog rocky. Uh, Death came out with individual thought patterns. Uh, I'm actually friends with the guy who played guitar on that tour. Uh, it's and it's Death, one of the greatest bands of all time. Typo Negative came out with Bloody Kisses that year, which was their big breakout album and stuff, bringing gothic metal to you know the mainstream. If you could say that, because all of these albums were very successful in their own right. They weren't boys to men type successful but you know it was what it was uh morbid angel covenant came out these are these are all i know you guys aren't that familiar with these artists and stuff but it's just interesting that these are all like landmark albums for each one of these bands you know who are most of these bands are still around nowadays you know they're 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 still out there touring and stuff but 93 was like such a huge year and off the top of my head i wouldn't have said that before looking this up, you know what I mean? Matt's like, I don't care whatsoever. Oh, I do. I do. I find it very interesting. It's, it's stuff that I don't necessarily follow. Right. I get that. Uh, Cathedral, two more real quick. Cathedral is a British doom band. Uh, they came out with their big breakout album, The Ethereal Mirror. And right after they did that, uh, they got a new drummer from Chicago, uh, Dave Horniak. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, you know, my buddy Dave, he owns a he owns a bar in Chicago and everything. And he played with me in Shades of Grey and he joined Cathedral on at, when they were still touring for this album. And last but not least, and probably the biggest commercial um, success of all of this was uh, Sepultura put out their big breakout album, Chaos AD that year, which, uh, you know, was one of the uh like roots things that because by the next year or two you had all these other bands that took that sepultura sound and made a whole new genre out of it which was new metal so you had like bands like corn and a lot of them came out of the sepultura ksad sound and everything so that was that 93 marked kind of like the launching for that new that new uh genre that then took over the rest of the 90s where we became inundated with the corns and the limp biscuits and uh, and all that kind of stuff and the system of a downs and a lot of them that came spawned from what sepultura did on that album so cool anyway so yeah just for the anybody that might be watching or listening that's into the metal stuff 93 was a big year for a lot of that stuff and uh i was out there gigging at the time doing nothing <laughs> uh, I was, no i was doing i was doing a lot i just wasn't i hadn't gotten anywhere yet i was in like three bands and <laughs> trying to get somewhere it took a little while but 
So what else is on your list, Matt? Yeah, I'm curious to know what you've got. Um, mine's obviously a lot more poppy than that. Right. Um, you know, I meatloaf at number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this isn't really ranked. It was just stuff that, like, as I was looking through the year. Caught your uh, attention. Just totally caught my yeah. attention. Um, Duran Duran came out with Ordinary World Fucking that year. amazing. It's an amazing album. Uh, it's an amazing song. But they were in 93. So, like, that Duran Duran, like, the wave was coming back down. And it yeah. wasn't appreciated as much as it should have been. Because, you know, with grunge and the, the, the way that everything was evolving, they were trying to evolve with it. And I, and I think it's an awesome album, but it just it didn't. I don't think it had enough of that tidal wave behind it to push it forward where it could have gone to. You know, it didn't have the yeah. Rio. It didn't have the Hungry Like the Wolf. It didn't have the girls on film. It didn't have that kind of like idea. It was a it. different Duran Duran. It was a more it was a more matured Duran Duran, yes. but not in a negative way. Like no, it, not at all. I, if Duran Duran would have been trying to still do fucking girls on film in 93, it just would have came off right. so hokey. Well, and I think about that, too. Like, I, I don't remember. And I wish Carrie Ann was listening because she'd be able to tell me who was in the band and who wasn't. But it wasn't the five guys anymore. No, right? it, it was. was no, I know. I know. Like, Come on, man. Who are you talking to? <laughs> Sorry, baby. Sorry. I mean, I, 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 didn't mean I mean, it, I'm not not taking away. Carrie Ann knows her shit when it comes to this. Sorry, Absolutely. I, I, but I know She's my, my shit. go-to Durani. That's all I'm saying. Right. Okay. Well, now you've got two because okay. I'm I'm all up now. all about Duran okay, Duran. Okay. Absolutely, I love them as much as any of those. Well, maybe not Voivod, but I love them all. <laughs> I love them as much as any of those metal bands I just talked about. Um, but they'd be close up there at the top. Uh, they had it was the core three. It was John Taylor, Nick Rhodes, and Simon LeBon, and. Uh, on guitar, they had Warren Kirkarillo from uh, Missing Persons and pre and from uh, Frank Zappa's band. So they brought in. I, I'm, I'm a I love me some Andy Taylor. Andy Taylor was my boy. Like he was a huge influence on me. I love Andy Taylor, but there was a step up musically in the way they composed and the textures and stuff they did, especially from the guitar end of it when they got Warren in because Warren was a very seasoned, uh, just not better than Andy, just, just different, you know, just a different kind of guitar player. It's like how the cure has, um, um, Oh my God, I'm going to kick myself in the balls right now. The cure has one of my favorite guitar players in it. And I can't think of his name right now. They used to be in tin machine and David Bowie's band and stuff. Anyway, just different, you know, brings in new textures and stuff. So yeah, that, that album, really saw like an overall musical maturity and change for them fuck yeah man i'm i'm glad you mentioned that because i didn't even realize it came out that year so yeah good on you um billy joel released river of dreams which was his last studio album he has not done a studio album since 1993 which is really insane to me yeah that it's been you know going on 30 years and he's just touring and doing his stuff and you know, he's got a a, a channel on Sirius XM that pops right. up every so often. And I love listening to him talk about all these old songs. And he was doing a Q&A thing and somebody had asked him about that. And he's like, I just I don't have anything new to say. I said what I needed to say. He's like, I do some classical stuff now. I do right. some scoring for movies. But like right. all of my stories, I've told what I've needed to. And I'm good with that. I'm like, and I can't imagine like being an artist like that, that had been writing from the seventies up until 93. And one day you're just like, I'm, I, I'm done. I don't, I don't have anything more to really say, but I'm just going to keep touring and playing the songs that I love and all yeah. that stuff. And it's, as, as a musician, I think that's cool as hell. That I think it's awesome. Like he's still got this fantastic career that's going and going and going, but he hasn't put out any new material. Well, you know, decades. it's, it's a sad reality of, of 
being in a, a a touring recording band like that i mean i know a little bit about this not a ton but i know a little bit about this um that you have to for most artists you have to put out new material even some of the legends run into that even some of the legends run into that kind of stuff when you when you look at some of these bands and you're like why is that band putting out a new album nobody's listened to their last five new albums kind of thing which is bullshit because a lot of these new artists old artists make great new music mm-hmm. but it's true it doesn't really get much attention and but it's still a thing it's just the way the business is handled that promoters get more interested and are willing to book a tour and book in certain things if you have a new product to uh, push and everything. There's certain metal bands that drive me up the wall in flames um, that has, puts out a new fucking album like every 15 months and it's like, guys, you're putting the same fucking album out. You want to talk about guys who have nothing new and interesting to say, which is a shame because I love the band. But I'm like, take four years off and come back with a masterpiece. Don't just keep cranking out 12 songs and on to fill up a CD just so you could keep touring. But but I get it at the same time. I I know because it's their job and it's how they live. It's it's how and nobody's making money off the actual CDs. You need the CD. You need the album to exist so that you can go out and tour and get the sponsorships and all that other kind of stuff. So the fact that Billy Joel is, I mean, he's Billy Joel. He, he's, he's so huge, you know, that he doesn't need to. But the fact that he's even like, I know, you know, if Billy Joel was to go and put out a new album now, it would be a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And he knows it would be a huge deal. And he would make a mint off of it just because of all the other connections to it. And he's like, fuck that. I'm not doing that. Yeah. He always wrote songs like from the soul. He even wrote a fucking song early in his career when he first started figuring out how this bullshit business work called The Entertainer. Entertainer, yeah. And he fucking called everybody out on that shit. He fucking called it. And I laugh because every time I listen to WLS now and they play like Piano Man or something like that, they play an edited version of it. They cut out like whole fucking parts of the verse. And I'm like, yeah. and he said, and he fucking sang about it. He fucking called radio out about it. It's like, you know, if you gotta have a hit, you, you gotta, gotta make, make it, it fit. fit. So they cut it down to 305 and I'm like, God damn. Good, you know, that was so, and that was ballsy because that was early in his yeah. career. He wasn't a legend. So to fucking call that shit out like that. Yeah, that, that was that, off the Stranger album. And that yes. was, yeah, yeah. It yeah. Was, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Fucking anyway, sorry. I can no, talk. No, I can talk. Okay. We're gonna do a Billy Joel episode one day. We should. So. <laughs> um, also, uh, so I have Lenny Kravitz. Gonna, are you gonna go my way? Oh, Came out love that, that year. song. And that to me, that's kind of I don't want to say cemented Lenny Kravitz, but it brought him mainstream as as much as anything else. That really kicked you know, him really, in the mainstream. Yeah, like like once you kind of heard that, everybody's like, oh, this dude rocks, and people started listening to him a whole lot more. Um, Inner Circle came out with Bad Boys. Oh God, what you going to do? do? The cops, yeah, it's iconic. <laughs> Bad boys, um, you know what that is now. Yeah. <laughs> what you gonna do? When um, they come Sting for came you? out with Fields of Gold that yep. year. That album. Yep. That's a good. I one. was a huge Sting fan from the Police days, and took and, it, and I just started learning how to play guitar right around that time too. So, like Fields of Gold was awesome. Like I, I learned that album back to front, and it was fantastic. Um, Brian Adams, Sting, and Rod Stewart did All for Love from the Robin Hood soundtrack. Fuck yes. Oh, God, <laughs> that <laughs> now, was my. Now that's jam too. so we found some music. That's how that, I found Brian Adams is that Robin uh, Hood movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Yep. And then my my guilty pleasure one is No Loot by Tony Tony Tony. 
Wow. I don't know if you guys remember that song. I love that I'm song. I'm sure I do. That's, I'm like, sure whenever I that know comes it. up on the radio, I go ahead and I, I crank that crank puppy that up. up. Crank that mofo up. <laughs> no, that's a good list, man. There's some really, really good stuff mm-hmm. on there. It's a good good mix of stuff. I would probably like Bad Boys so much more if it wasn't associated with cops. Right. I love watching cops. I hate I was that all over TV that. show. <laughs> and Matt is done with that list. So that is my list. <laughs> yeah, I hate cops. I can't. That show just bums me out. I don't need to. If I want to watch cops, I could just, you know. I just sit in your front porch. Your I, I, yeah, I live, I live on the south side of Chicago. I'm just like, this is my life every day, folks. You know, Dude, this is how Chase it is. guys looking in windows down the street. I'm like, right. Dude, where are you going? Get back here. Right. Did I tell you about that? The time that the girls, they were all, we were back from a gig or something. And it was, it was uh, I think Cole was here too, wasn't she? Who all was here? So it was a full house. It was like, yeah, the girls were all staying over, sleeping in the living room and stuff. I was getting ready to go to bed, and all of a sudden they're freaking out because there's some dude staring and like peeking in our window and everything. Like he was like looking in the window, and then I caught him like on our porch, like trying to crawl in like through the kitchen window, like claimed he wasn't Uh and everything. But then when we were freaking out, then he took off. And was like hiding in yards. I didn't even have shoes on. I go running out the fucking house. I'm like, motherfucker, chasing after this fucking guy. Then my mom comes out of the house with her fucking gun. (laughs) 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 And we fucking cornered him like several houses down in a fucking yard that he couldn't get over the fence because it was it was too tall for him. And he was fucked up. He was on whatever he was fucking on. And the cops took him away. Guy tried claiming, oh, I, I was at the wrong house. I thought it was a, yeah. That's why you were trying to peek in the window. You got a bunch of fucking girls running around yeah. there, you know, three in the morning. Motherfucker. So I that's appreciate I said. that he had the same Russian voice as your guy in the nutshell. <laughs> Quit picking on my voices. <laughs> you know so why? My... Because, I, because I'm respectful and I'm not going to make fun of any, any ethnicity's voices other than the Russians <laughs> right now. Fuck them guys. <laughs> because the Russians are... <laughs> uh-huh. No, I'm kidding. I know a lot of really good Russian people. <laughs> Quite a few, actually. They're really awesome people. But real quick, before we move on, I want to read this list. What, oh, God damn it, Alex. Neurotoxin. <laughs> Don't bring that up. Aerosmith, Living on the Edge. Good album. <laughs> that was a good follow-up to... Uh... Living on the Edge. That was a cool song. Yeah, that was that was like a epic song. Was that I, Eat em and Smile? That wasn't that album, no. It was, That's uh, David Lee Roth. You're thinking of... I uh, am. Uh, Get a Grip? Get a Grip. Yeah, it was on Get a Grip. Yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just... Uh, don't bother. I don't know what she's don't bothering about. Don't bother. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, uh, <laughs> you're hey, Denise. He was at the wrong house, all right. <laughs> Goddamn motherfucker! Try he that. Sure again. was. Tell you what? <laughs> yeah. Um. But anyway, all right. Yeah, I think we've covered a lot of the music stuff. We have. Did you guys put together like a random list? Because I have a random list of other stuff that happened in '93. We have. A oh rash yeah, list. We've, yes. we've got the rash list coming rash. up. You want you want to get into the rash you, can list? Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I kick it off? Yeah, well, well hang on. on. We gotta, we hang on. got to do our hang special on. thing. You're, you're getting ahead of me, man. I'm sorry. Hang on. Here we go. All right, now you can kick it off. <laughs> so I, I I know that you guys have obviously because it's not pulled up in front of me. I know you guys have your list too, but there are two things that I found really really interesting from 1993. The first one is that Mattel introduced Earring Magic Ken. 
Okay. Are you guys familiar with Earring Magic, Ken? I no. think so. I, 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 once I read it, I'm like, I think I remember that. But he featured blonde highlights, a purple okay. shirt, okay. a lavender vest, yeah. necklace with a circular charm, and an earring in his left ear. Uh, kitsch-minded gay men bought the doll in record numbers, making Earring Magic Ken the best-selling Ken in Mattel's history. Okay, so what what was his features that he had? Uh, blonde highlights, right? Purple shirt, right? Lavender vest, right? Necklace with a circular charm and an earring in his left ear. So apparently he was, so, he, was he was Mark McGrath. I was just gonna say, so that's where you got your style from. <laughs> I open the door and you walk right through, motherfucker. Not, not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything um, wrong with that, but I'll tell you what. I would definitely be. Yeah, I would definitely be a best-selling character. <laughs> can we make pleasure. a? Can we make a Matt doll? Yes. Um, hey man, I loved Ken dolls when I was a kid. I had I had Sport and Shave Ken, and I had um oh what was the name of the other one, um. What God, maybe Jess will remember. What was that? I was Sport and Shave Ken was the one. The other one, it was called, it was like Mod Ken or something like that. Of course, when I was a kid, I liked the long haired Ken dolls from the 70s because it's, I'm just, it's just, I am, I am who I am, you know. But, um, Anyway, yeah, that, no, that's that's cool. It was cool. Yeah, the 90s really opened up with, uh, they started getting like more, um, ballsy and inclusive and and everything and that was i don't know i think it's cool it's cool for me i think it's pretty cool what any uh, you know speaking of if we're going to talk about toys uh there was some because i mean i'm mr toy guy geeking toyetic guy here and everything um i know that there was some really re i was 1993 i was in the thick of my toy collecting like i was really really getting into the toy collecting thing at this point just going ape shit with it um more so than now if you can believe that uh there were the top five action figure lines of 1993 were toy biz company's x-men figures because that's when the x-men cartoon was on was on fox and everything and they were coming out with the x-men figures there had never been x-men figures previously in the like 70s and 80s and stuff so the 90s X-Men figures were a big deal in 93. Um, one that Meg can relate to is Playmates came out with the Star Trek action figures. For, oh. That was, yeah, 90. Yeah, it was all about getting those. Yeah. Yep, 93. The Playmates action figures were, were a big seller. They, were, they started coming out with uh, Next Gen as well as Deep Space Nine. Uh, another one that was because they had a very popular... Uh, cartoon series on Fox was the Kenner Batman the Animated Series figures. Mm -hmm. Did you like Batman the Animated oh, yeah, Series? Awesome. Oh, yeah, man, yeah. so good. Oh. Such, I think in 93 it was going into its second season. Yeah, somebody mentioned that in the comments. Did remember. they? Yep. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, so that that uh, those figures came out that year and they were oh, yeah. huge. Well, I those huge. Um, another one that made the top five for obvious reasons because they were brand new in 93 was Bandai came out with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers mm -hmm. figures. And that was the big, uh, boys toy for Christmas that year in 93. Like that was the one that parents were tearing up fucking Toys R Us overs because all the kids wanted the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and they didn't, Bandai didn't anticipate that. Like, there was no sign that this show was going to be the fucking phenomenon that it became really quickly. 
So they didn't prepare for it. I mean, they had toys, but not enough to meet demand. And oh man, and I remember that. Like I wasn't really into Power Rangers. I did. I watched. I didn't dislike it because it reminded me of like Ultraman, Spectre Man, and Battle of the Planets and all the shit I grew up with. So I was like, oh okay, it's cool. It's a new, new generation's version of that. But I wasn't like collecting it. I wasn't into it. But oh man, I remember going to the toy store and just seeing parents like fucking going crazy, being like, "Have you seen a Green Ranger?" And it's like, no, no, I, ma'am, I don't even buy those. I'm not. I'm, I'm here for fucking Star Trek, okay? You know. Well, and being a theater kid, um, yeah. I worked for a company uh, that you would dress up as characters and go to birthday parties, and you'd made like fifty bucks for like an appearance and stuff like that. And I remember when the the Power Rangers thing hit. Like I, I was the red Power Ranger. I was the green Power Ranger. I was the white Power Ranger. You know, and it was great. Like right. with that, because you just had that motorcycle helmet on the whole time. Like, yeah. But it sucked too because you had a motorcycle helmet on that like fogged up the whole time. Oh. And without my glasses, I couldn't see anything anyway. So yeah. I met half of these parties like trying to do these like kung fu kicks and things like that. And I think I knocked a kid into a wall. I was just gonna point. say. I, I, and at one yeah. point, you uppercut some fucking seven-year-old. <laughs> he had it coming though. Like, you know, like, did. like fucking, yeah. like in a video game. <laughs> you lose. <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah, but anyway, yes. Yeah, so that was the big thing was Power Rangers, uh-huh. and and from the toy standpoint, that was probably like the number one because of that Christmas, and yeah. everybody wanted the Megazord, and oh man. Well, and Carrie B had just mentioned Beanie Babies. They they came out that oh, year. Yeah. They were oh wow! That was like that, was like, that yeah. like mega like talk about those toys. Like that was that mega explosion of toys that like they were everywhere for like a year and a half, two years, and then suddenly they were just well. They lasted actually. They lasted a little while longer. Longer than that, they they don't had they me. had a they had a little bit of a Megan. build, huh? Don't correct me, I'm not Megan. <laughs> I'll correct you. I, <laughs> it's better she's poking you than me, yeah. boy. But um, <laughs> oh man, see she. I told, I warned everybody at the start of this show that we had a silent but violent one over here. Okay, but anyway, um, no, be- Beanie Babies, yeah, like that was early days. It did it it didn't take off right away. Like it had like a slow burn. And everything, but then when it did take off, oh man! Because by the time it really took off, I owned doggy. I had we doggy. I had my uh, I had my comic book collectible store at that point because I had that from ninety six to two thousand and one, roughly. What fast food had all the Beanie Babies? McDonald's. Is it McDonald's? Yeah, okay. McDonald's. I, and I'm just going to bring that up in a minute, but uh, I'm talking about the fast food toys and stuff. Um, but yeah, so that was. There's a few others that have been mentioned here that I want to bring up. Littlest Pet Shop. Mm. That was really big then. The Talk Boy toy wasn't that. That was a thing because of um, Home Alone Two, yep. wasn't it? Wasn't yep. that where they introduced the Talk Boy toy? Yep. And that ended up. That was another one that was a huge Christmas seller that year. Was that goddamn Talk Boy mm-hmm. thing? Again, I was too old for that. By that, I'm like, I don't need a Talk Boy. I've got a fucking cool four track. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, anyway, uh, lastly, in terms of the top five toys from that year, besides the talk boy, I was just talking about action figures cause I have a one track mind, <laughs> um, was, and this got mentioned in one of the other episodes by people that were watching was Kenner's starting lineup figures, the sports figures. And it was, that was such a interesting thing because Action figures and toy collecting and sports weren't generally something that was never associated with, you know what I mean? Like jocks and nerd. It was kind of combining jock and nerd stuff, you know? It was like a jerd. 
It was a jerd. It was a total <laughs> jerd. It was kind of a jeek, you know. It's like a knock. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, that's exactly why she wanted it. Predictive programming at work. Yeah. Yep. But anyway, um, and then, yeah, last but not least in terms of toy stuff is, man, there was all kinds of, uh, in 93, there was a lot of really popular, uh, I, I feel like it was almost the, the peak of the Happy Meal toy era because you had Happy Meal toy stuff for Jurassic Park. You had Happy Meal toys that came out that year that were really popular for Batman, the animated series. You had Littlest Pet Shop type stuff that came out you had the small happy meal barbies that came out mm -hmm. and everything that were really big Remember, i mean like for a season they were actually giving away that like the arm from the one arm man from the fugitive where you could just get just a little mini arm it was awesome you're kidding right <laughs> very much so <laughs> okay so i was gonna say that like, seems what? like i was gonna say that would be kind of unappetizing <laughs> like i didn't expect this with my mcrib <laughs> that'd be a veto toy right there that would be a veto toy yeah it absolutely would but anyway moving on so i don't want to just focus on just toys yeah. oh, that's cool uh missed the video game came out that year what came out missed oh mys mist yeah okay. it was like the first like massive scale open world puzzle right. game kind of thing right um never played was, it oh it was it was an awesome game but it was so much harder than you expected it to be because like there were like four or five puzzles happening at one time and i unfortunately i never had the chance to really beat the game i gave up on it at a certain point but the video game i did not give up on and we've talked about this in one of our previous ones that the aladdin video game came out for the sega genesis and that was one of my favorite video yeah. games of all time yeah it that's was awesome. that was that was a good game was kind of hard at times too that Aladdin one. Yeah, but it was awesome. Those Disney ones that came out, those those fucking Disney games, they they would be famously hard. Like Aladdin was hard and the one that was really hard was the Lion King one. I hadn't played that one. Oh my god, that game from what I understand that game I I was I've watched there's whole like hour long videos on YouTube dedicated to it just because that game was so yeah. infamously difficult. <coughs> but yeah, Aladdin that that was that was a cool game. Well, those games sucked because it was back before you could save your games. Like if you yes. died 3 times, you were you just done. It didn't over. matter like you spent an hour getting to that point. You died, you mm -hmm. you lost those free lives, you were done. Yeah. Uh Mortal Kombat 2 came out that year. Super Mario uh, All-Stars, nice. Doom premiered that year yeah. the game doom i mean that was a yeah, big i think oh, yeah. that was a top video game of that year wow uh magic the gathering launched that year wow really? wow i played magic the gathering a lot when i was in college that was i, like I never played play. it i sold a lot of it right. in my store because magic the gathering was, awesome. was it's still popular yeah. it's still a big thing yeah we've got some other comments yeah nba jam uh jess says that was likely the year 93 was likely the year that she had her Barbie birthday party and those McDonald's mini Barbies were on her cake. That's awesome. Well, that's they look like cake toppers. They did. Because they, yeah. they, they, yeah. they weren't like too poseable, you know. They're right. The, what else do we got in Kirby's here? Big Adventure. Oh, yeah. Cur oh, that was a oh, great Last Action Fox. Hero came out that year. Last Action Hero was a great send-up. Oh, Last Action Hero. Awesome. That, God, I need to watch that one again. That's Yeah, that was a good one. I never, yeah. That's right. Star Fox. Star oh, Fox yeah, yeah. Cool. Tough game. Star Fox was a tough one. Yeah, so there was some really good Mortal Kombat 2. That's still yeah. a great one. Yeah. Didn't you kick my ass in Mortal Kombat 2 once? Probably. I kicked my friend Mike's ass in it. Nah, somebody I played Mortal. Maybe it was did, did we play it at Matt's 
birthday party and I kicked your ass? That's when it was. Oh, it's Swim Cade. Yeah, they yes. had a big stand-up one of that. I remember that, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's right. Yep, yeah, because I'm like, ass. wait a minute, we didn't play that at Vito's, but yeah. it was it was at Twin Cade. Yeah. That's right. Rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, that place was cool, was awesome. man. Awesome, yeah. Oh, it's a bummer. But anyway, yeah, let's uh, move on. What else? Yeah. What other kind of stuff happened? What about fashion trends? You brought up some fashion trend stuff. Oh, boy. Uh, it was like about it. Crop tops, platform <laughs> shoes, faux fur, a lot of animal velvet. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, the choker collar came back in style around that time for a little yeah. while. Yeah, windbreakers. Windbreakers. Got to have your windbreaker. Yeah, the uh, was that was that was pre like Justin Timberlake and oh yeah, uh, what's Britney, her name? Spears, Britney Spears. That all was their denim. denim. That denim was that around that time? Uh, maybe, maybe just before it. Was it? Okay. I, I I remember at that point it was the um the, the grunge look. It was the band T-shirts, the ripped jeans, the flannel tied around your waist. That was pretty much what I wore for all of like ninety two to ninety four. <laughs> I dressed in ninety three, probably pretty much the same way I dressed for most of the nineties. It was like black uh, combat boots or or black sneakers, black stretch jeans, metal T-shirt, leather jacket hair in my face so now huh just like now Mm, the jeans aren't quite as tight (laughs) i don't wear the band shirts quite as much anymore but you know same idea anyway a bunch of like in 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 the random stuff stuff i have like tons of random stuff that i wasn't sure where else to put well hang on hang on we got before i'm sorry to cut you off but we got people that are responding to it just says that's all fashionable again, which is true. It have is. You, it's really weird. Is. Right. Have you guys been to yeah, the? Yeah, no, it is. The, like, this, the mall and yeah, they no, see I've it got, all I've again. got friends that like their kids are going to school wearing that, like the grunge outfit. Right. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, Carrie says. Like the tank tops with the t-shirt underneath it. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, there's lots of baby doll dresses. Oh, yeah, the plaid. overalls. The overalls were cool. Yeah. Go to Forever 21 and that's all you'll see, even the tiny little backpacks. All those wow. stupid I little backpacks. little backpacks. <laughs> What was the point? It wasn't. Like, it, it wouldn't even fit your cell phone. Like, not that you had one, but you couldn't. Overalls. Yeah, it's all, that's mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, it's, it's all well, back. It's, you know, it's how many years later. It's, yeah. it's good. What goes I just bought a pair of platform flip flop thingies. Did you? Yep. You're They're jumping really on? comfortable. Oh, I'm, I'm boy. Just, I'm just going for it. Whatever. Just jumping We're on that We live in wagon. my youth here. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, Matt. What do you got? No, what else okay. you got? No, Bugle Boys were kind of phased out at that point, Joe. Joe mentioned Bugle Boys. Weren't they a thing? Because Bugle Boys, Z Cavaricis, um, yeah. uh, my, my guest stuff, that was all kind of phasing out right around like 92. Um, but they, they may have still been in there, but it wasn't a whole lot. I remember getting like ridiculed because like, you're still wearing Bugle Boys? What's up with that? That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, real. yeah, see, that's why it was great just being a metal kid in high school because it was like, you know, you dressed like a metal dude and nobody's going to say shit or I'd kick you in the face. Yeah. So anyway, go ahead. Um, let me see. Uh, Brandon Lee is actually shot on the set of The Crow. Yeah, that, that sucked. Because that, that movie, yeah, that that's, Brandon Lee was so awesome. That's such a, there was a few deaths that happened. We, we don't want to get to. River Phoenix. Okay, River Phoenix year, in yeah. front of the Viper said, Club yeah. thing. Yeah, uh-huh. we don't want to get too much into all that kind of no, stuff. Those and, the, yeah, the, the two that I kind of, you know, as far as like, celebrity death another celebrity death that impacted me because i was a big fan that year and it was it was like surprising to a lot of us even though we knew he was sick it was frank zappa Mm -hmm. frank zappa died in 93 and everything and uh yeah that was a bummer because i'm a big zappa fan so michael jordan's dad was killed that year oh yeah and he ended up retiring 
That's right. One of, one of the many times that Michael Jordan retired. <laughs> yeah, but, but there was that there was that conspiracy theory behind it that right. Michael Jordan's dad was actually killed because Michael owed a bunch of gambling debts, which is why he retired. Yeah. Um, it was one yeah. of those like Chicago rumors, like did yeah. it happen? Did it not? You know. I, but I remember. Like hearing all about that. Well, that, that was the year I think of the three Pete, wasn't it? I think it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. Yeah, the first of the two, right? Yeah. 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 Because I had my boy. I had my my comic and card store and everything when they did this in the later '90s when they kept winning and that was that was a good time to be selling bull stuff. Cards. Yeah. <laughs> ba- yeah, basketball, yeah, basketball cards. cards. Yeah, it was a good time for that. Anyway, sorry. Uh, the campaign for Got Milk was introduced in 1993. Oh my gosh! I think they still do that. Yeah, it's an still iconic, do it, yeah. iconic campaign. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was started in '93. Um, let's see what else. Um, Oprah Winfrey interviewed Michael Jackson. That year, and it was the most watched interview ever. Wow! That was the year he was first like got in trouble for child sex things. So yeah, it was kind of like his like set the record straight. Mm-hmm. Yes, right, everybody was tuning into that one. Wow! Um, in '93, Coachella started after Pearl Jam boycotted Ticketmaster. Oh, oh, is that how Coachella started? Yep. I, I. I couldn't have told you that. I mean, I remember the whole Ticketmaster mm-hmm. Pearl Jam thing very well. I didn't remember that's how that got started. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Um, the last two that I have in here that I think or I, that I find very interesting is uh, the first of the two. A company called Space Advertising attempted to launch a billboard into low Earth orbit. <laughs> From Earth, the billboard would appear almost as big as the moon. It was canceled. And shortly after that, Congress passed a law that nobody could advertise in space. <laughs> Nineteen ninety-three, ladies and gentlemen. Oh wow! Wow! I I really would have been. I wish I wish they would have done it. I wish they would have just done it the one time, just so we could have just seen to see what it would have been like. What it would have been like. Yeah, yeah. And then it falls back to Earth and kills people. And then I was going to yeah. say it's yeah. going to change our gravity. It's as big as the fucking moon and uh-huh. shit. Yeah, fuck I mean, that. <laughs> Like nobody thinks of these things. Right. Now here is here's the random ass shit that I didn't know, and 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 I thought this one, like I said, out of everything that I found, was one of the coolest things. Um, so for the Super Bowl, why do you watch the Super Bowl? Why do most people, other than sports, the football game, why do they watch the Super the Bowl? Half-time the halftime show, the commercials, the and co- then and the halftime, the halftime show. show. Yeah. Prior to 1993, there was no halftime show. Right. The reason the Super Bowl now has big name performers is because in 1992. Uh, Fox counter-programmed the Super Bowl halftime with In Living Color. And a great show at the time, launched so many people, Jim Carrey being one of them. But they had their own halftime show. They did a live Super Bowl spoof, complete with a game clock, so viewers could see when the second half was starting to go back to the game. After that, um, Fox was not a Super Bowl airing. They weren't airing the, the Super Bowl at the time. But the NFL then brought in Michael Jackson in 1993 because in 1992 all of this had happened. They brought in Michael Jackson in 1993 and have had huge artists ever since because In Living Color decided to do their own Super Bowl spoof that so many people tuned into, tuned away from what they were watching at this halftime. So they brought in these halftime people to keep all the viewers on their channel and on their game. Right. It's crazy. (laughs) That's, Jessica Owens, going back, I don't disagree that Elon Musk will figure out a way to do space out. advertising. If anybody's <laughs> yeah. going to do it, it's going to be him. Yeah, he probably will. Old Muskie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a couple of random things. Okay. I want to hear them. I want to hear them. All right. So 1993, folks, the largest peanut butter and jelly sandwich was made in Pennsylvania. 
Okay. It had 150 pounds of peanut butter. Yeah. And 50 pounds of jelly. And so now what I really they, want a peanut butter jelly sandwich. So what did they do with it? I don't know. Did Just, they eat it? Fuckers ate it, man. Because, I, I mean, that's a kind of a waste. I agree. They brought in- I don't know, 200 pounds of peanut butter and jelly? That sounds like a weekend for me. <laughs> <laughs> I am down with it's that. It's tickets and you get to eat yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. I agree. That sounds Interesting. like a waste. Pennsylvanians but. are strange. But <laughs> <laughs> um, the most popular Halloween costumes in 1993 were Princess Jasmine and Barney the Dinosaur. I could see that. Yeah. And there's a couple, too. Like it was. Yeah, they, you had to go together. Yeah. <laughs> Hold hands and everything. Whole I love new you. World. You love me. <laughs> That was pretty decent for a, for a non-Russian accent. He's that was always, really good. you know, don't be jealous. I, don't I, be jealous because I can because I got the voices. I all right? shan't. I shan't. <laughs> um, the Sears catalog got rid of their. Or, sorry, Sears got rid of their catalog. It's still Florida. ninety-seven really? years old. Yep. Sears. <sighs> Why? Again, coming from that advertising background, like Sears had everything within their grasp to become Amazon. And they didn't yep. believe that the internet was going to be what it was. Yep. I mean, you used to be able to, you could order an entire house yep. through the Sears mm-hmm. catalog and they would bring it to you. Like they were the original Amazon and the fact that they gave that up because they didn't see where the future is going. Short-sighted. One of the biggest blunders in history as far as I'm concerned, you know, as far as capitalism and advertising and all that stuff goes. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, as, as somebody who grew up just loving Sears. I mean, like Sears was as a kid was my whole world. <laughs> like it was like I was at Sears. It seemed like probably wasn't every week, but it seemed like I was there constantly. My dad was always working. My dad was a construction guy, so he was always building shit and was always renovating stuff. So every week or every other week, all the craftsman tool on the ground. All like the, it was yeah. Right. Uh-huh. He he was it we were always oh we got to go to Sears blah blah blah. And what was right next to the the craftsman uh, the tool department was the toy, toy department. Uh-huh. <laughs> and upstairs, up the escalator, was where the the records were, and the video games, and the TVs, and all that. So, I just adored that place. It had that fresh popcorn smell when you'd walk in the doors there, and like it was such a great family place. I mean, I get it; it's still capitalism and consumerism right. and stuff, but it just had like this nice vibe there. And yeah, I mean, Sears was such a big deal that they had their own proprietary like version of like Atari like they didn't even sell Atari 2600 they sold telegames they had the Sears telegames because they were such a big thing they could warrant that you know they were like yeah no we're gonna make our own (laughs) and yeah they they blew it but and the catalogs oh well we know we've we've talked about the catalogs catalogs and I don't know I'm assuming that anybody our age the Sears catalog, that was the introduction to a lot of things as far as puberty went. Like you had the like the lingerie section oh, of dear. that. Like there was <laughs> there was some good stuff in there that kind of helped you along the path. You know, it's funny, I I being totally honest, I never I never did that. You I mean got I, stuck in the toys and didn't go any further. Yeah, so. I never I never I mean if you're in the chat, if you I, just let us know one way or another. Is Sears catalog yay, Sears catalog nay as far as, you know, that goes. Because for me... To help your puberty along. Uh, Javier is laughing. I'm not sure if that's a good laugh or a bad yeah. laugh. I want to say he's agreeing with me. I'm going to take the we'll win. We'll go that. No, oh, when, I was a kid, I, when I was a kid, I used to be like, oh, because we would get the, the what was it, the Fredericks of Hollywood catalogs oh, yeah. would no. come in. Now those, I'd be like, oh boy. Oh, yeah. You know, but nah, yeah, he was, nah, I don't know. Because it was like Sears, 
Victoria's Secret and then Fredericks. The Fredericks was smutty and that was awesome. If yeah. you got your hands on one of those, oh, yeah. the Spank Bank was full. <laughs> Jeez Louise. That's funny. Oh. Um, any other uh, um, little factoids? The uh, construction of the Cleveland Rock and Roll Hall of Fame started. Oh, wow. Okay. When did that open? 95? Sure. Since... I think it opened and I think it took them like two years. I think it was like 95. Oh, you're done with your list? I'm done with my list. I'm, I'm, I'm Dennis Miller in that. All right. I only got two more. Um, Mattel and Fisher Price began their merge. Okay. $1 billion in 1993. So Fisher Price was no more. It was under the Mattel umbrella at that point? Yeah, or was changed it changed everything. Yeah. Fisher Price. Everything. Yeah. Because, yeah, exactly. Fisher Price is one of my most Jessica, favorite. Jessica, did you just say you looked at the section? Oh, Jessica, are you one of my girls? Oh, I love you so much. I uh, Fisher Price is one of my <gasps> Our spam bots back. Oh, sp- look what you look what you did. I talked about I talked about you spam back in. And our, look our what happens. Back in. Oh, awesome. awesome! Naked HD XYZ. Even losers fuck girls with us. <laughs> Boy, they were like they were like some spam. They were like. Warning, warning, nerd alert. <laughs> Nerds talking about jerking off to Sears catalog. Must oh invade. Gosh. Must invade. This is awesome. Oh my God. That was wonderful. Go block time that you person. Oh, Thank that's you. amazing. <laughs> we haven't heard from them in a long time. Oh, man. Oh, Removed. Too funny. That was right. perfectly timed. <laughs> that was awesome. That was killer. Um. Anyway, anything right, else? And my last thing. And May twenty fourth, nineteen ninety three, real astronaut, physician, and physician May Jemison appeared on Star Trek. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember little, that. That was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Get a little. Get your little. Oh, oh no. Oh nope, nope. They're not giving up yet. Okay. What are they saying this time? Fine Fine girl, girl, even, even in, in the, the shithole. <laughs> They're getting aggressive. <laughs> Man. Uh, let's report. see. Report you. <laughs> Unwanted. Uh, yep. Report. <laughs> okay. Awesome. All right. Get rid Sorry. of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting you in timeout. <laughs> it was Jesus. I agree. <laughs> Remove. That's awesome. That's amazing. Well, we're getting to the end anyway. Yeah, we're winding down. Fucking naked <laughs> HD invading. <laughs> we are invading with our sexual spam. Um, what, I have you a got just, anything? Yeah, a couple of real quick things to add on, under our random ass stuff is some comic book stuff. There was some big comic book stuff that mm. happened uh, this year, which was, uh, first of all, at the very end of 92... They started because it it didn't all just happen in one book. It was a, a process, but it started at the very, very end of 92. But 93 was eaten up with the death of Superman and the funeral for a friend yeah. thing that happened. That was a big, big deal because yeah. um, the actual issue, I think, when it happened with the famous with the with the Superman, with the rubble and the picture of the Superman cape, you know, all frayed, the the death of Superman number 75, that was actually uh, dated January 93. Um, technically, comic books come out, uh, you know, weeks in advance, soon. but it's still technically 93. Um, and yeah, that went all through 93 was the whole like fallout and how that affected the DC universe and everything. So we had that over on the Marvel side. There was a bunch of different stuff that happened, but probably one of the main things that happened with Marvel was the maximum carnage crossover happened, which was like a big, big thing. That was, um, 
the introduction of a new villain to Spider-Man, Carnage, who was like an offspring from Venom, but like way more crazy and psychotic. And at this point, Venom actually became more like an anti-hero kind of thing. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, again, for if you're a nerd like me and you're into comic books and stuff, man, both of those, they were big deal. Maximum Carnage. There were toys that came out connected to it, all sorts of stuff. So. Just wanted to throw a little shout out for all the comic nerds like me. A couple, couple of uh, big things that happen, but um, man, I, I don't know. I think that's we covered that's, a lot of ground. Covered a lot of ground. I think that's pretty that much awesome. it. You know, the one thing we didn't get into that I that you had on the list though that I, was your icons and heartthrobs thing. Oh yeah, I there's thought, a ton of girls that were on that list and like three dudes. <laughs> like what the? Well. See, my favorite supermodel of all time is on that list. Which one? Cindy Crawford. Oh, you're a Cindy fan? Oh, such a Cindy fan. As long as she wasn't singing, right? Do you remember that? I when do, she came out yeah. with the Charlie commercial? Uh-huh. Oof. I Poor thing. So. I did not care. Yeah, so oh, what was... we got prices wrong to do still. Oh, we do shit. have prices wrong. I have all these wrong. questions for you guys. You oh, shit. We well, better let, get into that. Let's rock through our Kens and Heartthrobs. Yeah, let's, yeah, do let's this do this real quick. Just real quick. Yeah, you want to list them? Quick. All right. Quick. Jillian Anderson, yeah, obviously X Files, yeah. Christina Applegate, oh Very yeah, children, yep, yep, yep. Candace Bergen, I so, so wanted to be hot. her. I, so, <laughs> I seriously wanted to be her. So hot. Um, Cindy Crawford, Fran Drescher, Joya Louis Dreyfus, Rachel Hunter, Rachel I don't yep. know who that is. Uh, Julian Margulies, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Elizabeth. Kate, not, not Elizabeth. Okay, Moss. yeah. You put Elizabeth these. Moss, and I said, no, there's something wrong with that because she was only 11 years old at that point. So, <laughs> you know. Okay, Kate Moss. Kate Moss. Princess Diana. Yep. Claudia Schiffer. Stephanie Seymour. Do you know who Stephanie Seymour is? I don't. Oh, yeah, she's a. She was a model, and she was married to Axl Rose. Oh, okay. Um, she was and... no Jane Seymour, though. Oh. No, 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 nobody's Jane Seymour. Um, Anna Nicole Smith. Wow, yeah. Sharon Stone. Nikki Taylor. Yep. And Heather Locklear. Heather Locklear. Yeah, Locklear. She had just joined. She was making a big comeback because she was an Place. 80s icon. Yeah, yeah. And she was with, playing the badass bitch on, uh, on Melrose, Melrose Place. Place. <laughs> yeah, she made her big comeback that year. And I, I love Heather Locklear. I think she's great, man. She's got great attitude. Sharon Stone. Boy, because was that around? That was just after Basic Instinct, It right? was. Uh, that year she was doing the movie Sliver. With okay. Billy Baldwin, um, and it was one of those like erotic thrillers. Again, she was like that she got was locked into that. Of, yeah. yeah, the erotic thriller, and I didn't mind that at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. You don't want the sex bot coming back. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Down boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got comments here on this. Uh, say, yeah, Baywatch, of course. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, uh, Joe says he had his Cindy poster at 12 years old. Joe, that's yeah. why I like you. Yep. <laughs> Uh, just said Fran Drescher was the hottest. I liked Fran Drescher. Tammy says Jane Silmore, Seymour is still oh, hot. Yes, she, she is. is. Beautiful uh-huh. woman. Uh, oh, no. Did you see who's in here? The yeah. fucking Lithuanian Thunder is in here. Adam Kesregas is in Tiffany here. Oh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Uh, uh, yeah. She was, yeah, spank bang. Dude. Yeah. If you make what? a sex bot come back, I'm Sorry. beating you. I know. You guys are going to bring back that fucking sex bot. Well, the more you guys say sex bot, it's like Beetlejuice. Sex if you bot, can say sex the bot, name. Sex bot. Sex bot. Sex bot. Sex bot. <laughs> also, <laughs> fuck nasty hoes in the ghetto. You know, you're like, God damn it. <laughs> Sharon Stone. Javier, Javier agrees with you on, on Sharon Stone. Okay, but 
We've got some. We've got ladies. Plenty of ladies in this plenty shit. So we have to get into the hunks. The hunks. So the hunks they listed was George Clooney, obviously, Tom Cruise, and Brad Pitt. There's has there had to be more. Who did you? No, name? there were more. I looked it I mean, up. There's a I whole mean, Tom Hanks was huge that year. Yeah, Tom, Tom Hanks was. Oh, a, was no, if a, I put him in, like the hunky, hunky category. Yeah. But, like, uh, I think I think some women considered him. Hunky. I mean, I was still all about. Um, who the fuck was I about? I Harrison Ford. Right. I was still all about. Um, you liked all the weird old mustachio Tom, guys. Yeah, Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. <laughs> Those are right. my boys. So according to Cosmo, yeah, the nine sexiest hunks of 1993. Right. All right let's see who Cosmo is. It's probably going to be a lot of models. All right, so Brad Pitt is number one. Right. Um, Antonio He's still, Banderas. Oh, two. yeah. Antonio Banderas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, He's he huge. was a big deal. Uh-huh. Antonio uh, Sabado Jr.? Sabato. Sabato, yeah, Sabato? Junior, yeah. These, yeah, we're gonna start getting into a bunch of models oh, and stuff here. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Meg's uh, looking at the pictures. Uh-huh. She's like, okay. um, Steve Burton. I, I don't know. I don't know that guy. He was tidy whitey, baggy, so much jeans. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, these are all gonna be male models. Patrick Muldoon. Yeah. Yeah. No idea. You know Patrick Muldoon? No. Yeah, he was. He was the was guy. Uh, Starship Troopers. Yeah. That's the... it. Oh, okay. That's right. Um. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Well, he got real popular when the ladies found out some private details. Do you yeah. know you know about Liam Neeson? No. I don't. Really? You don't know about Liam Neeson? Liam Neeson yeah. is supposedly, and he's pretty open about it, I guess, he's supposedly extremely well-endowed. Like, okay. very well-endowed. So, yeah, you know, fucking Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. He's got, he came equipped with uh, his own lightsaber. There's this gentleman named Marcus. Marcus Schenkenberg. Schenkenberg. Yeah, I had that written down here. Marcus Schenkenberg was a really big deal back then, man, because he was kind of like, he had sort of the longer hair, but he was like super fit and cut. He was, yeah, he was really popular. Cost- He's still around. Costas Manador? Man. Cassius, what is it? Costas. Oh, Costas Manador. I don't know who that is. Oh, and then Time Lewis. Time Lewis. That's Time Lewis. Look at that chest hair. Oh dear, that's that's Chesty, that's Chesty Larue. Hmm. <laughs> exactly. right, I like what they're doing. They got Val Kilmer, Kilmer, Val- Kilmer, Val Kilmer, Richard Gere. Yeah, Fabio. Val Kilmer was still a big deal at that point. Richard yeah, Gere, I have on here. They Richard Gere, JFK Jr. Richard Gere was named uh, sexiest man of the year in '93. Hmm, okay. Um, I by like People or one of them. I forget what it was. It wasn't Cosmo, but it was one of those. Yeah, Richard Gere was a really big deal. Fabio, yeah, that was the the age of Fabio. Where was I? I played somewhere recently. Um, I think I was playing with Acoustically Speaking and some drunk fucking broad fucking was like, oh, look at Fabio here. I'm like, of all the things, like, I, you know, I wish I was in shape like fucking Fabio. Just because I have long hair, I'm Fabio. Like of all the, that's what I looked at her. I said, of all the things, that's what you came up with, Fabio. That was, so okay. I'll take it. Okay. I Come just, on. I just walked away. <laughs> Because people are fucking stupid. Wesley Snipes, Denzel Washington. Oh, oh. Denzel, yeah, Wes- yeah, Gear, those were yeah. big deals. Um, Woody Harrelson. Oh my God, what the fuck's his name? That who? Which one? Uh, I don't know I what heard. you're talking about. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Oh yeah, I don't know if he really kind of gotten quite into that yet. Not Bruce yet. Willis, he was getting there. Okay. Woody Harrelson, yeah, Stallone. Tammy says, I was into band dudes. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> um, Reed from COC and Bill Steer was my jam. You know what's funny about that? Speaking no. of another person I wish I looked like, 
if you go on, I think it's Encyclopedia Metallium or one of one of those metal uh, websites that's like a database thing, mm-hmm. and you look up me, you look up Larry Roberts, they have a whole thing on me, and it's a picture of Bill Steer from Carcass. It's not even me. It's Bill <laughs> Steer. Because they looked at me and said, no, he's not good enough looking. we got to find an actual good-looking, long-haired, blonde guy. And they put Bill Steer in there. Polly so. Shore, a hunk? I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, he was the son-in-law that year. <laughs> Fabio, I can't believe it's not Potter. Yeah, <laughs> very nice. All right, let's do some prices wrong. I want to. Yes. I want to play it's the game. Time. I want to. It's summer time. Yep, it's that time for that. So, Price is wrong. All right, I, I, I have. I so, had. So, a, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Play the thingy and let's give. Let's give a little setup here. What's you know what? On? I don't know if I even have the thingy. You don't have the what? thingy. I don't think I have the thingy. You had one job and you blew it. <laughs> Hang on. Let me see if I can find the thingy. You guys read the chat and I'll see if I can find the thingy. Well, Javier's laughing. Joe's laughing. Yeah. <laughs> so so the price is wrong. Uh, Megan, Megan is going to sit over here and you were going to give us some items. Yeah, and, what, and what their cost was. questions to ask questions. you. Okay. 1993, how much were these items? Okay. And the closest one wins without going over. Without going over, but we can't do like the dick move where like you know like you know yeah, Larry one dollar yeah no you got to be closest I mean if you go over a little bit then I'll give it to you but oh you will oh thank you because Larry was very very strict about that last hey time. I don't blame me just because she I, beat you I'm no, gonna... you no you beat me fierce you whooped my ass <laughs> the last time we played this you were quite good at this. Yeah. All right. Which it's, my, it's my one talent I have. I'm, I'm kind of excited to play Larry, so I have a, like a, a fighting, a fighting chance. chance. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Did you find it? Yes, I found it. All right. Let's, All right, let's do rock this. Rock this thing. You blew it. You had it all, and you blew it. 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 <laughs> yeah, I did blow it. Well, whatever. You blew it. All right, so 11 items. All right, 11 items. You boys okay. ready? What are these yeah. items called? And every, everybody at home, you be ready too. Yes. Yep. Okay. So according to mill.com, okay. how much was a dozen eggs in 1993? Uh, Problem is, I don't even know what a dozen eggs is the now. The Daily Mail. What? From the Daily Mail. The Daily Meal.com. Daily Meal. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with a dollar thirty nine. I'm gonna go with a dollar eighty nine. Larry wins. They were ninety one cents. Wow, they were they, they was cheap. God damn. Oh, somebody's got ninety seven cents in here. Ninety three cents. I'll see. They're way smarter 99. than we are, Matt. <laughs> All right, so Maybe Larry you guys should consult. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we should wait. You. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I think it's a good idea. That's really, really good. Okay. Wow. Okay. Damn. Question number two. According to the Toys R Us, you, Toys R Us catalog. Yeah. Larry's going to take this one. The two XL robot cost how much dollars? How much dollars for the two How much X- dollars? For the two XL robot? Mm-hmm. Two XL robot in 93? Mm-hmm. Um... What is the 2XL robot? Yeah. I know a 2XL robot that came out in like the 70s, unless I'm thinking of something else. Hang on a minute. Hang on a Don't, minute. Don't, you can't Google it. I'm not going to. I'm just going to look just up. Have, the, no. Yeah, I just want to look up what it is. I just want to look up and see what, what it is. I, two. 
Larry's doing XL Robot. Such cheaters. Just give it's me a damn gonna, number. It's not going to give us the price of what it was in the 1993. The 2XL Robot came out in 1978, Meg. Well, this one, it, it was in the fucking catalog. How much was it in 1993 in the fucking catalog? <laughs> so this thing, I don't that, care when it came out. About that thing? Yes, sure. Oh, they came out with a later one? Oh, wow. Well, there you go. It was Colored- distributed by Tiger Electronics in 1992. It's a it's a remake because there was one that came out in the 70s. That's awesome. How much did it cost? Will you answer the fucking question? Well, I don't fucking know because I didn't even know the goddamn thing existed. So you got me. Um, $49.99. $29.99. All right. So we got some people come at, chiming in here. $29.99. cents. No, that's that's for the other oh, thing. For the other eggs. <laughs> Joe said a hundred dollars. Tammy said twenty nine. Anybody else got any guesses on this? What does Javier say? Javier's just laughing. No, above that, be above thirty five. Javier said thirty five. You said what? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. I said forty nine. <laughs> well, okay. Well, this is weird because you're a tie technically. Okay. Because. You're, Does it split the middle? It split the middle. All right. It's $39.99. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So we'll both take the win or we're going to watch that one? I would say I usually, it. if we're going to do it Price is Right style, technically Matt wins that because I went over. You went oh, over? Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. So we'll do it that way. Okay. If I go over, if whoever goes over, you, you lose. So who's okay. got what? So it's one to one. Right. One to one? Okay. Yeah. All right. According to the fucking Toys R Us catalog... Oh in 1993, how much was the electric, electronic dream phone? Electronic dream phone? Mm-hmm. $27.99. $17.99. Anybody out there? We gotta Anybody wait got to wait and see. Anybody got yeah. guesses? Waiting for the guesses to come in. I need I need to get the, uh, the uh, what do you call it? The Tyler. music from Jeopardy. Yeah. Javier says twenty six. I said twenty seven ninety nine. So basically twenty eight bucks. Nineteen ninety nine. Yup. Nineteen ninety nine. Would you say seventeen ninety nine? Joe says nineteen ninety five. Okay, people seem to be going closer to your guess. All right, Matthew. So the correct answer is thirty four ninety nine. So Larry takes that one. Oh, okay. Okay. Wait, what? What was your guess? Twenty nine. No, twenty seven ninety nine. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Tammy said twenty four ninety nine. All right, yeah, I got- okay. You guys are all guessing a little low. Yeah, $19.99, all a little low. All right. Another Toys R Us catalog special here. Uh, the Barney Home Videos were how much in 1993? Like a VHS video? Yes. Oh. Matthew, you want to go first? I'm going to say $9.95. Yeah, I'm gonna say fourteen ninety five. Good counter offer. Mm. One dollar. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, do, I'll do fifteen bucks. Yeah, fifteen bucks. Yeah, and you're Javier doing says fifteen. Mm-hmm. Joe says nine ninety five. So he's Thanks, with he was there with Matt. Tammy says ten ninety nine. Okay. We got people. Anybody else going once? once going twice. twice. Sold for thirteen ninety nine. So that's me. Ah, uh, I went over. Yep. All right. So we're okay. two. <laughs> All right. 
was so, 1399 damn 1399 okay. yeah so according to dave the panasonic 3do game system sold for how much the 3do mm-hmm. this is 93 the 3do game system um fuck uh trying to think i i'm gonna say 220 that might be a little high god i'm so bad with with video game systems what do you say matthew panasonic game system let's say 349 349 and i said 220 we got some guesses coming in javier said 125 so he went lower joe went 400 so he went up higher anybody else got any guesses before we people (laughs) i think everybody else is as stymied as we are on that one they're like i don't know that one panasonic 3d because i never had that no i didn't either all right well there's a reason because they priced themselves out because it was five ninety nine. Whoa, whoa! Yeah. So Matt got that one. Even at like nineteen ninety three money, that's that's it's a, a lot, lot of money. That's, that's a lot of money crazy for, money. Yeah. Like There's a reason they didn't system. sell very many of them. Yeah. So. I wouldn't pay five ninety nine for a fucking a game now. now. Yeah. Damn. Whoa. Right. So it's three to two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Three okay. to two. You're winning. All right. All right, so cjponyparts.com states that the Mustang GT two-door hatchback <laughs> was how much in 1993? It's it, it's a Mustang what? GT? GT two-door hatchback. Luke, help me out on this one, buddy. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, you can go I first put this on this one. I in just for you, right. Matt. I'm going to go 13995 I'm going to say, okay, this is 93. Uh, I'm going to say 16,000. So anybody out there? Oh, wait, so in 1993, we're buying a 1985 Mustang? So we're buying a used Mustang at this point? Wait, is that? I don't know. I just wanted to list. I had it before. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't look up the fucking years. You should have because we're doing 1993. Can, can you read the question one more time for me? According to cjponyparts.com. Okay. Got that part. Mustang GT two-door hatchback oh, okay. sold for how much? Okay. okay so it wasn't 85. Where, where did I get 85 from? I don't, I don't know, Matthew. Because you've got on. 80s Mustangs on the brain. Apparently I do. Okay, then hold on. All right. So Javier says 20,000. Tammy says 15. Joe says 17. And you said what? 16? I said basically 16. You said 16 and I said 13.995. Can I change mine or am I locked in there? No, you can change it if you want. No, no, I'm gonna stay where I am. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna You're stay. Gonna stay. What was it? Fourteen, I'm basically. Hold, yeah, fourteen. I'm gonna hold it fourteen. Okay, so it was fifteen thousand seven hundred and forty-seven dollars. So I'm over by like a couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker. <laughs> I like this game. So Tammy was would have won it. She was the closest at fifteen thousand. Yeah. Yep. Me, All Joe, right. and Javier were over. God so damn. Four to two. All right, so we're back to the Toys R Us catalog. Right this is what it feels like to be Megan. This is awesome. <laughs> oh. All right, Toys R Us catalog, 1993. Okay. The Hot Wheels crisscross crash was oh, how much? Oh, this was Dude, awesome. This was fucking, I love this guy. I had the old crisscross crash, man. That's, that's, man, that's such a great one. Oh, what would that have cost in 93? Uh, I'm going to go 49 bucks, 50. 
Yeah. Shit. That's. Um. What does it say? Twenty-eight. Yeah, Javier saying twenty-eight. Twenty-eight bucks. Yeah, I'm gonna. You said what? Fifty. Fifty bucks. Forty-nine ninety-nine. I'm gonna say forty. Okay. Uh-huh. Any other guesses out there? Going once, going twice. It was thirty-nine ninety-nine. So I won that one. You won that one. Fuck you yeah. Went way over. Fuck sticks. <laughs> so what? Four to three. Four to three. <laughs> four to three. Nice. Okay. We have four left. All right, one more Toys R Us catalog. Uh-huh. The Super NES system was how much in 1993? Oh, I should know this. I just watched a documentary about the Super NES like a week ago, and I have no recollection of what the fuck they were charging for it. Um, I'm going to go 249. 249? 249 for the NES. I'm trying to remember what year the NES Super NES came out. I think it came out earlier than that. I think it came out around 90, 91. I might be wrong about that. Fuck. Because um, I was going to say, by that point, it might have gone down in price. Um, Pick a number. <laughs> well, Bob Barker, you. Sorry, like, Come Bob. on, I need a number. I'm going to say, you said what? Two, 249. So two, Okay, 249. Two, I'm going to say 149. All right. It is one thirty nine ninety nine. Oh, so we both went over. Yeah, but you were the closest. So when so. we both go over, we just go with Whoever whoever's closest. closest. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're tied. So four to four now. Oh, oh shit. shit. With three questions left. Three questions left. All right. Yeah. People in there. Javier had one twenty five. Joe had one forty five. Mm. The inflation so. thing is a bitch. Like I'm like trying to like. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Joe. It came out in ninety one. That's what I thought. Yeah. Hmm. 49, 29, yeah. So it was everybody it was right all around over that the area. place, yeah. man. All right, got another car for you. According to notaguides.com, the Jaguar XJ6 yeah, the X- cost how much in 1993? For a Jag, huh? Mm-hmm. A Jag. Oh, man. I don't know shit about fucking cars like that. Um... You don't shit, no shit about cars. No, I know. I'm going to go 60,000. 60,000? 60,000. I'm going to say 45. 45,000. We got people. Javier says 35. Okay, so he's kind of on my end with going a little lower. Matt's erring on the higher side. Yep. Any others? Any <laughs> All right, so it went for forty nine seven five zero. Funky butt loving. <laughs> <laughs> I said forty five, so I yep, I got this. So one. I'm so I'm pulling out ahead. Right. So we only got what two more two left? Questions. Two more. Oh shit. Okay. Right. According to nineteen nineties flashback dot com, how much was a regular tank of gas per gallon? <sighs> For regular unleaded? Mm-hmm. Um, for, for a tank of gas? For a, a gallon of gas. A gallon, gallon. Of gas. okay. Per, per gallon. In 1993. Mm-hmm. Dollar nine. 93? Mm-hmm. I feel like it was more than that. I would say dollar 40. All right. Any takers? 
Okay. We got yeah, we got some people here. Javier says seventy eight cents. That might be a little. Well, it's tricky because it, this has got to be the national average, I assume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Joe says one hundred eight. Tammy says ninety three. Way better than it is not. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is the right answer. That is, yeah. that is spot on. Spot All on. right. So the correct answer is a dollar eleven. Fuck. Sweet. All right. All right. We got a tiebreaker here, boys. I remember that I had my Chevy Citation, and there okay. were some year or some days that I could go to the Amico station on 100 and, uh, 129th and uh, yep. Indianapolis Boulevard yep. right yep. there, and it would be anywhere from like, you know, 99 cents to a buck oh nine. And it was like a, a 10 gallon tank. So to be able to fill that thing up for like 12, 13 bucks was <laughs> glorious. Yeah, it was. All right. So Damn. This, this right here, this, this is, is the literal tiebreaker. tiebreaker literal boys. Tiebreaker. Shit, we're tied. We're five and five. Fuck. Last question. All right. No pressure, boys. Okay. How much did a 30 second Super Bowl commercial ad cost in 1993? Oh, I, wow. I fuck. <laughs> Keep in mind, this is the 1993. It's the first year that they're first doing year. a halftime show. Okay. I don't know if that changes anything. <laughs> um, I'm because I know now they're like two mil. So I, I'm gonna say. Fifty thousand. Fifty thousand. Okay. Joe says one point five mil. Uh, Javier said fifty thousand, like me. Tammy says four hundred thou. That might be more realistic. I might be. The I might be lowballing like, from, it from from that era. I don't really. Re- I, but again, I wasn't a sports fan. I don't really remember commercials being a huge thing as part of the game. Then. Right. Like it wasn't right. that like I feel like once it became like the halftime in the Super Bowls, like that's when it got the hype of shit. People are actually right. watching for a thing. Right, that's well, kind of what I was number, thinking. Need a number, boys. And like originally, I was thinking like close to like thirty five thousand for a, a spot, but I feel like there's so much on the line where if you are at fifty, I either come in significantly lower than that or significantly higher than that to play the game. Fuck. Um. <laughs> this is it, boys. This is it. last question. No, um, no pressure. Give me a fucking number. Ninety thousand. So I get ninety thousand, fifty thousand. Yeah. Well, Tammy would have won that one. It's eight hundred and fifty thousand. No shit. No Holy shit balls! In ninety three. I was way up. are but crazy. I we have a winner, motherfucker! God damn yeah, I lost it. That was fun though. That, that was, was awesome. Close. That was no. That was good that job, was, that was genuinely nerve breaking. Yeah, good Nicely job done. on that. Nicely yeah, done. awesome. All right. Nicely done. Yeah, that was Nicely cool. Done. That was fun. All right. Well, next Thanks, time. Thank you so much. So next, awesome. and especially since you won and everything, uh, you get to pick them next you, time. You, you get, get to okay, pick cool. next time cool, for whatever cool. year we're doing. This was fun. This was a lot of fun. It's long. <laughs> no, it was worth every Aren't they second, always? though. Yeah, these are always long. But, you know, man, thanks so much, everybody at home, uh, for participating in that. We, I love doing this. I love getting your your guesses and stuff like that. It's really interesting. It makes me feel better about losing when I see, <laughs> when I see that other people You're not like, alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, Jan, Joe says, damn, I'm really, or Javier, Javier I'm really bad says, at this. I'm really bad at this. Me and you both, buddy. Yeah, obviously, we, 
eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, that was that was astronomical. I didn't think it wow. was that big of a thing. How about this? So we have not picked our next year. Yeah. Do we want to put it out to uh, the Geek and Poetic peeps? And, yeah. Like, let's see put, what you like, guys yeah, think. You tell us. Toss, yeah. Toss either toss in the, on the page or in the Geeking Squad what year you want to see us do next. Yeah. And, let's see, and then we'll we'll figure it out. We want you guys to uh, throw out there. What year would you like us to do next? We've done. Ooh, excuse me. We've done eighty five. 1985, and now we've done 1993. Um, is there... Joe a, says 95. 95, okay. Wait. Okay. That's a possibility. Uh, any, you know, 99. 99. Yeah, that's that's definitely a possibility. I feel like 99 would be a fun year to talk about with the whole Y2K thing. It's your graduated high school. Boy. End of end of the uh, century, end of yeah. the decade. Yeah, there's a, 99's a good possibility. That that's, could be... You know, Tammy says 95. 95 as well. Yeah. Okay. So we've got a couple. Like I know we talked about like even going like, you know, younger than that, like in the 70s or so. And I feel yeah. like I feel like you and I would not be so easy to like throw things out. And like in 75, they did this and it was really cool. It'd be like. The well, but I mean, it's the I'd same be, thing for like, me with 90s, factual, you know, because so. I don't yeah. I don't you know, for me, like years like 99 was like, well, let's see. I was in debt. Uh, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you know, the cool uh, thing is like like, you know, even with those 60s and 70s, there's stuff that I think we've all discovered over the years that it'd be fun to kind of talk about those things, too. So, yeah, I'm curious. Like, I know you guys are tossing out like, you know, like late 80s upward, but 87 know, yeah. everything out there. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, we'll see. Yeah, cuz I would love to do something even like earlier 80s or late 70s possibly. But I don't know, I'm kind of leaning towards that 99. We'll see when we get more people chiming in yeah. and everything. That 99 sounds kind of cool. I mean, eventually we're going to cover fucking all of, all them, of them. You know what I mean? So it's not like we're going to not talk about 95 or not talk about 87. We are just trying to figure out what we should do next. <laughs> Cuz next is uh when are we going to do the next one? Probably isn't going to be until uh well, probably won't be till July at this rate because we've got other stuff we got to do. I'm I'm going you're out of town for a while. I'm going out yeah. this weekend to go play Maryland Death Fest uh and then the following week I'll be in California. Year California. 1. Thanks Javier. Year 1. Year 1. Year one. Cover <laughs> year 1. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm, but I think in the meantime Nam we're we're hoping to do a lot of uh the shorts kind of in between things like the geeking out mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. uh stuff like that. Uh, there's there's a couple of things that I know I've been wanting to talk about like uh Severance on Apple TV. Um yes. I want to talk a little bit about um a couple of the other movies that are coming out that, uh, uh, as a matter of fact, I, it's, it's totally off topic. Have you guys seen the new Sandra Bullock movie? The um, no, no not yet. Don't Tatum? say anything. No, it was it was awesome. We watched it this past weekend and loved every second of it. But I didn't realize it was pretty much a remake of *Romancing the Stone*. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, basically, but I, like I, I get it. Like now that I saw it, but I didn't put two and two together till I was halfway through it. I'm like, this is uh, here. Yeah, don't are. say anything because I'm very anxious. No, to no, see it's, that. it's fantastically done. You're gonna love. Okay, it. Good. you're gonna love it. So yeah. maybe you but, and I can do a geeking out about when you watch that one. Okay. There you go. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Javier right. says hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. But thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. This yes. is amazing. Yeah, this was this was a lot of fun. Figure out what we're doing next and we'll get back to you. Yeah, like I said, it was kind of a kind of a long one, but since uh we're not gonna have any content like this out for a while, a little while, weeks, then you've yeah. got something to uh to chew on for a while yeah, there. <laughs> so anyway, everybody. Have a, uh, have a safe and peaceful night, and uh, peace out, y'all. <laughs>